Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast, the WrestleMania and Takeover Dallas Review Edition. Seven hour special. <laughs> Here with Alo, Aaron Lloyd. Here with Ek Two Fly, Eric Trim. What's going on? What's going on? In the time we've been doing this show, this is the first time we've ever actually watched an event together. I had a great time. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think hanging out with you guys was probably better than WrestleMania itself. It's one of those things. I always say, you know, some shows you appreciate more when, you know, you're with people or if you're at least having a good time. Uh, that's I think I, you know, rank... Uh, Royal Rumble 2015 <laughs> higher than most people do, but that's because because you I, had a great time being there. Yeah, great, great party, uh, great pre-party, great event there, and in an insane post-party. You know what the best part is being with us. What you won't lose connection with us. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. But WrestleMania, WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, largest. Indoor crowd in the history of at least WrestleMania. I don't know if that's all of sports. I believe it is. They say it's closer to 94,000 than the 101,000 they announced, but that's kind of besides the point. I'm going to do this a little different. I'm not going to talk about the first match. I'm not going to talk about the main event. For me, the biggest deal was the Divas Championship being renamed to the Women's Championship. That was one of my predictions in the TJR Wrestling Prediction column. Um... So they finally did it. We thought it was going to happen on Raw. It happened at WrestleMania. I thought Sasha Banks was going to be the first ever women's champion. That was not to be. We all thought that. It was Charlotte. We all hoped it. Yeah, I, I really I had no doubt. I, and then the closer we got, I was like, oh, I don't know. I will say, though, so ne- Sasha Banks, watching her, now has me back to being like a fan as a kid where I actually do get upset when she doesn't win. <laughs> I usually don't. Like, I might get annoyed, like, oh, you know. Uh, yeah, give it to my guy. Well, you don't yeah, but I was, I was, it took me halfway through the Hell in a Cell match to get over it. I mean, I was, like, really dejected for at least 10 or 15 minutes. But they gave them 16 minutes to put on a match. First women's match ever to go over 10 minutes at WrestleMania. The three best women on the main roster right now fighting for the championship. They got the same celebration after she won as the men's world heavyweight champion did at the end of the night. What did you think? Were you, were you pleased? I know you had very high hopes for this match. Were you pleased? Oh, yeah, this is the match of the night, no doubt. I just love how they, they're putting the women to the, the women to the level of the, the men. The women, are they're, they're not divas anymore. They're, they're known as superstars now. But this match was the best. Well, my match tonight, I don't know about you guys, how you guys feel about tonight, but that was my match of the night personally. They gave them 16 minutes. I think Charlotte shined the most out of all of them. Because she, she was amazing in this match. It wasn't a perfect match. It was a few botches here and there. But Charlotte, that moonsault she did it was, awesome. was crazy. It was excellent. She, I think Dad probably stole the show as long as, you know, one significant move. That was crazy. Yeah, she, she, saved, she saved Sasha from killing herself because Sasha was botched. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it was a great match. And I always love the spot of having somebody, when you're trying to break something up, and you and then somebody on the side they just drag you and hold you right. back from home. I always love that spot. It's always so effectively, especially with Sasha's case, because she basically saw her dream be taken away from her right in front of her eyes, and she couldn't do she couldn't do anything about it. Right. So to your point, so this is one of one of the small issues I had with this match. There were a couple botches, which you're going to get that from time to time, especially in front of that many people. And more in a triple threat match than in a one. Yeah, and all three of them it was their first WrestleMania, so you yeah. know that they, they were all amped up probably more than they ever have been. How do you miss the frog splash with your camera? <laughs> How do you miss it? 
Uh, we well, saw yeah, her land, but we didn't know. You can't blame the competitors for that. No, I'm I, I'm blaming production for yeah. that. You, you should know that that's a spot that's going to happen. Or you should at least see somebody's climbing up the top rope, and we just see her land on Charlotte. We have no idea what happened, and we have to see a replay. That would have been, to the crowd, I mean, the crowd went nuts when she did that. At yeah. home, you didn't see it. You saw it after the fact. So that was one of my big issues. The other one was when she was getting held out of the ring, you couldn't really see it. Mm-hmm. You knew it was happening, but you couldn't see it. So I think some of their camera work in that match was a little bit subpar. But did you do you feel the same way? I don't know if it was your match of the night. I don't think I'd really give given a match of the night. Um, the match I thought was great. Uh, I'm a fan of Charlotte's in-ring work. I mean, she's crazy athletic. Um, you know, the work she put on in there was good. Uh, for a lot of reasons, I saw them keeping the title on her, especially with them changing it. Um, obviously, being who her dad is, I, you know, it, it made sense. It was a great match. I was bummed out that, at least with that frog splash, the way it happened, I almost just wanted to see it again. Like, I, I didn't want to replay. I wanted Sasha to go try it again. I thought it would have been a great way for her to win. Uh, something that let me down as a fan is just, you know, she wore Eddie Guerrero's, you know, a similar ring attire to what he wore when he first won the WWE title. So I'm right. thinking, oh, when that's what he wore when he first won it, she's going to win it wearing something similar, and she didn't win. So was, that kind of, I think, was the biggest jab part of the match to me. But, you know, match was stellar. I thought so, too. I, I, I'm still a little disappointed, but... No low rider, though. I mean, my, my, biggest, <laughs> no. my biggest overall... You were calling for the low yeah, rider. Yeah, and Brooke Richard comes out and escalates. Yeah. Why can't you get a low rider? I, and I the, just, the low rider would have worked with, with Snoop, too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Sasha come out and we're okay. I guess he didn't want to perform from inside of a low she, rider. She's doing her Viva La Rasa yeah. dance. Come on. Perfect, perfect setup. I was just waiting for the last one from El Paso, but I didn't get that. <laughs> I mean, all three of them did. I mean, they were all, all three of them were great. We're going to get a lot more WrestleMania moments. I hate that phrase. It's one of those things. It's like just a generic yeah. phrase that they say. But we're going to get a lot from all three of them. Great match. Lived up to my expectations. They got a little more time than I thought. Yeah. I thought they were going to get more like 12. So 16 minutes was good. And I mean, it's another testament to show you how good it was. I mean, 16 minutes was a fair chunk of time, but... I know watching that match, there was, like like I said, I wanted to see the Frog Splash again. There was more moves I wanted to see take place during that match that we didn't get to see again. But yeah, the, to your point, though, the moonsault, or maybe it was you, the moonsault was great. Perfect. Picture perfect it was, moonsault. Yeah, it was executed. I mean, there was no way it could have been executed any better. Better than X-Pot could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> next, next, I guess I will go to the main event. As much as I don't necessarily really want to talk about it so much. But a lot of speculation. Would Roman go over? Would Triple H retain to keep it away from Roman a little longer? Would Roman turn heel? Roman pretty much just won in straight-up fashion. Your thoughts on our, our main event of the evening. And Roman Reigns so, is your new three-time champion now. Yeah, he's a three-time champ. period of three months. Roman! He's a three-time champ. And then 24 hours later, you know, he's still a champ and he's still not a heel. I think not not to go to the other direction or not to backtrack. I think when you just talk about those two matches, I think Triple H and Roman Reigns they put on a hell of a match. I just think the only complaint most people are gonna have. Maybe I'm I enjoyed the match and no one else did. I just think it was one of those things no one wanted to see it. No one was looking forward to it, so no one could really be a fan of the match. Um, it was one of those things. You know, you didn't want to see Roman win, 
And a lot of people wanted, didn't want to see Charlotte win. They wanted to see, you know, they wanted to see Sasha or Becky win. So my my issue with WrestleMania was, you know, this is the one WrestleMania where I feel like, as a whole, I've never been wrong about so many matches. Oh, it was it was I awful. Mean, I, I we was, were all wrong. Yeah, I, so, I, I won the pool with I believe I only picked two matches. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean it, it was crazy. I, you know. The, the show, the performance, everything was good. I think my biggest complaint was there was just so many results. You know, kind of like what you said earlier, like you were bummed out. You're such a fan of Sasha, and she didn't win. And it puts you at that, like, you know, your feeling of a youth, and you're just like, oh, man, that sucks. My, my, my person didn't win. And it's I like felt, being an Eagles I felt fan like for three, hours, for, for three hours <laughs> straight, like I didn't, get, I didn't get the high of my person winning. Yeah, how about you? I, I, now, I know you were not... Well, I know you love Triple H. Yeah. I I mean I like I thought the work was good. Mm-hmm. The match itself was good. It but it's again a, a result that I'm just like mm, it doesn't doesn't move the needle for me. How do you how do you feel? Well, first I gotta shout out the real MVP. Okay. Stephanie McMahon <laughs> in the situation. She was. She, she I mean she stole the show when she first right. came out. Yeah. I mean I was liking her. Yeah, that was well the speech. Yeah, the, on uh, his she, she is amazing. She. She can get She's her father's daughter. Yes, yes. <laughs> the way she goes in and out of Vince's voice, and it's, it's so good. She was looking good. And <laughs> some people affiliated with the show were more happy than others. Yeah. But but I don't understand why people hate this match. I don't hate the saying. match, and I don't know if people... I think, I think there's a section of fans, the loudest section of WWE fans, that hate the match just because they don't like those... They don't like the one guy who won. Yeah, but see, that's the thing with the show. Like, we, we, we said a lot. This show was an okay show, but the thing is, I think if the outcomes of the matches went our way, we would feel way better about it. If Sasha won, you would have a whole different feeling about WrestleMania. If Kevin Owens won, we'll, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn won, we have a different outlook on WrestleMania. And if, if Roman, well, we want the Roman Reigns is probably going to win. But I don't know. Would you have felt better if Ryback was the new U.S. champ? That was the pre-show. We don't care about, <laughs> we don't care about Ryberg. He wasn't even on Raw. It's not even a thing. So, but I love this match. I don't see the point. And they booked this match perfectly for Roman Reigns' perspective. They said Stephanie McMahon was the MVP. She took a spear bump better than anybody would. Yeah. On top of that, this match wasn't overbooked. They didn't do the things that they would usually do to Roman Reigns. They would usually overbook his matches. Mm-hmm. There was no Rock involved in this match. It was strictly Triple H and Roman Reigns in this match. So they did everything they did to protect him, to avoid that stuff. Even Roman Reigns was seen as the babyface. I said this to you guys. The way he took, inhaled all the booze, it was real heelish. His facial expressions, his demeanor, it was very heelish. So he was, like, he was accepting it. And we'll get back, we'll go to, when we get the role, we'll, I'll talk about that more. But this match was pretty good. I enjoyed myself. We have a new world champion. And Roman Reigns, I think he's, I think this is between turning into a more of a heel thing for him. He can be in that tweener role, more like CM Punk was when, um, when he started turning heel. And people still cheered for him and still booed him. But he's not beloved like CM Punk. Right. But it could be a tweener role, but I think he'll be, be turned to a heel. Because he's keeping it short and sweet. So they, for the last month, they booked him correctly. Just people are so mad that they're not willing to accept it yet. Yeah, but the thing is, Roman Re- they're finally accepting that the reaction Roman's getting. He's over, but he's oh, you, not over you as mean a babyface. Creative is accepting. Yeah, creative is accepting is what... it. He's not. He's over, but he's not over as a babyface. Now, see, if you put him as a heel, if most people excel as a heel, because when you're a babyface, you have to do everything perfectly. But when you're a heel, if you're good, people will cheer you. 
no matter what. You and get it, more freedom to do things as a heel than you do as a baby face. Yeah, and they'll che- and when 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 you, when you turn to a heel, people will want to cheer him. Right. If he's good, because no matter I don't, I don't have any doubt that he'll be good. I I know he'll be great as a heel. Well, you led me to our first listener question <laughs> of the evening. This comes from Ronald the Dumpster Lloyd. <laughs> he says, we all know my brother loves Hunter. <laughs> I believe Hunter thought he could put Reigns over and help the cause. Do you believe the match tarnished some of Hunter's legacy by being involved in one of the most hated matches in a while? I'm going to answer first in that I don't necessarily think this match was hated by most people. I think the smallest section of the fan base that is also the loudest hated this match because they just don't want to accept Roman Reigns. I don't love the guy. And I think for a lot of times he's been used in a boring way. But the last month, I feel like he's been getting on a good track. And I thought this was a great match. It's one of his best performances outside of a... Most of his best performances have have come in either a stipulation match or a match with multiple people. This was just him and Hunter having a great match. I mean, do you... Did you did you like this match, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought overall, I mean, to answer the question, I I don't think it tarnishes Triple H at all. I really don't think there's anything that can happen to him that's going to tarnish, you know, his legacy. Uh, Roman, I think in an ideal world, you know, going to the Go Home Show to Mania when he had that brawl with Triple H, I was thinking the only thing that could save him is if he's nonstop with that just brawling attitude. Kind of like a year ago when you had, you know, Undertaker and Brock Lesnar had that brawl where you had the whole roster to come out, and it took the whole roster to split them up, and they go backstage, and they kept going. Like, Roman needs to be like that. If not, he needs to, you know, go into, like, a suit and be, like, a corporate sellout, somehow join Triple H. He needs to do something good to be a heel. I mean... Just what he's doing with his character is not working. I mean, 24 hours later, I thought, okay, cool, maybe he'll take that step in the right direction. And you got to tease him for 10 seconds, and then yeah. it's just nothing. <laughs> you have anything to say to Ronald the Dumpster Lloyd? <laughs> well, my brother. <laughs> I don't think nothing can really tarnish Triple H's career because his career speaks for himself. 14 right. time world champion. He's, he's been in what? He's main evented a bunch of WrestleManias. He's put over. He's, he, listen to this, brother. He's put over people. <laughs> Do you want to list the people he's put over? He's put over Jeff Hardy. He's put over The Shield. Who else he put over? I, we had a whole argument <laughs> about this. That, I thought you were going to have that like, like I thought you were going to have that loaded yeah. and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole argument about this. It was, uh, but let's say Triple H is obviously cannot be tarnished at this point in his career because he, he's an older guy, so the older guys got to put over the younger guys. And the only thing, only thing, only reason I think he's saying this is because. Nobody wants wanted to be for the title. If this wasn't for the title, people would probably be all about it. But they just don't want to see Roman as a world champion. Right. I, yeah. I agree with that. I think that plays a big part. That it was a good match. That in the end, the guy they least want to have the title has the. Title. Yeah. If this was Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose for the world title. People would eat it up. But they would. If this wasn't for the world title, they'll care, they'll care if Triple H Roman Reigns more. One thing I'll say about this match, and you guys may agree, the power went out during. <laughs> and this match was good enough. Went out for us, not everyone. Yeah, not everyone. For, for the three of us. Not everyone. And me and being so slow, I'm like, oh, look, fireworks, guys. <laughs> Is that what you thought? I did say that. I said, look, fireworks, guys. I wish I would have heard that. But it was good enough that we were all watching it. Well, not all of us. We had three phones out. 
Like Marks. Yeah, I know. I know. I was holding my phone, and I had, I had my phone. I had two or three other people over my shoulder watching it, and nobody was losing interest. Nobody was drifting off in conversation. Yeah. Everybody was fixated on the match that was happening. 100%. I believe when I got it on my phone, maybe within a minute, the the spear through the barricade yeah. happened. Triple H hit the flying knee, you know, midway across the ring from the top rope. I'd never seen him do that before. I, I thought this was a great performance from both guys. It, and I kind of go like, I'll go two steps forward with Roman and then two steps back, and it's like I never get there. That's creative. And thing, this, though. right. And the, yeah, I, I like him as he seems like a good person. He, he's a good athlete. He's not going to, he's never going to be Sami Zayn. He's never going to be Shawn Michaels. But not everybody can be, and not everybody should be. Some guys have to be. A different style. He still be Shawn Michaels in our tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to you. Oh God, I, I thought maybe we could put that yeah, behind yeah. us. The, the one, pro- the only problem I have with this match, it started with a lockup. Yeah. That's my problem with these blood feuds. It always starts with a lockup. That makes no sense. Yeah, no, it should have. It should have started with the the, the classic. Maybe not because I don't think they do it the same way. The KO, Sami Zayn, just yeah. teeing off on each other. Oh yeah, they're not the guys to do it. I mean, Roman kind of does that, but that's not really true. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it can't. You know, it can be, but but now now they do the whole big match announce. Um, they call the they, they announce the match with both guys in the ring. Now, for title matches. Yeah, for title matches. Yeah, the intro. Yeah, so so it kind of takes it away from that. So you, so you can't run with a full right. head of steam and fight them right away. Yeah, there's like you, you get in there and then there's a moment to like cool off. Yeah. And wait to get started. My biggest problem with the match was Roman's music hit. Oh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you didn't really hear anything anymore. Because I believe they were drowning out booze. Yeah. It's your fault the guy's getting booed. Yeah. You might as well just you might as well not drown out the fans. If you're gonna drown out the fans at any time, you should have drowned them out on Raw the next night. But I guess that that's a topic for a little later. Do you feel that this match put at least put Roman in a better position going forward? Yeah, because like you said, like I said, I saw I saw a heel tactics and heel well not tactics but a heel demeanor from Roman Reigns, accepting the crowd boos and making facial expressions, stuff like that. And then the things we hate about Roman Reigns that they do, like affiliate him with The Rock, they didn't do. The match wasn't overbooked. He beat Triple H clean. So they put him over as 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 being the guy. So I don't I so I think he'll turn heel eventually. So like you said earlier, Triple H's career speaks for itself. Yeah. I feel like Roman's performance on Sunday spoke for itself. Mm-hmm. How about you? Do, you? do you think Roman is now in a better position moving forward? Do you think he's kind of stuck in the same spot? Me personally, or do you think I him think, winning the title made it worse for him? I think he's in a better spot. I think there's could be weird people out there like, oh, now he's a three-time champ. That makes me hate him more. I think there's people that are going to be like, I'm just pissed he won at WrestleMania, and I hate him more. My thing, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm just a, a different type of fan. I know when we were at Royal Rumble and he won the first year, I'm sitting there. I was one of 20 people in that whole stadium that wasn't pissed that he won. No, yeah, I'm sitting there. I was, I was, I wasn't I was the second one. No, I mean, I wasn't <laughs> So, so the babyface was pissed. So two thirds of our panel tonight was was happy with Roman. Yeah, I, 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 I don't remember Rumble. you being pissed. The only problem I had was I was booing. You know what? I wasn't booing because I don't boo. Maybe that's why you didn't go to strip club after. <laughs> Probably why. Could be why. I was not. I was not happy that he won though. I think, but mostly because what happened with Daniel Bryan earlier. In yeah, because he was eliminated. Yeah, well, I laughed when he got thrown out. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't say that. People are not gonna like me on the show no more. <laughs> I, I, I still like you, cool, if, that, cool, if that counts for anything. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, I, I just look at it like there was a lot of things 
the majority of the crowd cheered for or booed that night that I didn't boo. And then we were at Raw 11 months later, and he wins the title, and they cheered for him. And then three months after that, we're at Raw again, and they're booing him. And I never have, like, excuse me, I've never been, like, a Roman Mark. I've never been a fan. You probably never will be. But at the same time, I've never booed him. Like, I've never thought, like, oh, this is a terrible idea. Like, I can't stand him. Like, I never act like that. And I just everyone else is just so bothered by him. I think there's a lot they could do to make him better. But, I mean, to me, I thought the performance was great. Uh, I was happy, like Aaron said, I was happy they didn't involve The Rock. I was happy Dean didn't come out. I was happy the Usos didn't come out. You know, they did everything that you could that if people are going to like him, they should by now. If not, then, you know, it's only the obvious. Yeah. You can. So I was just doing some research, just because I'm 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 uh, engrossed here in what's going on. See, the thing with Roman here's what's awkward is is in America he seems to be dis disliked, right? But then internationally he's huge. I'm just doing some apples to apples comparisons here on Facebook. How many Facebook likes do you think um, Seth Rollins has? Minimal. Just take a guess. Uh, I have nine hundred. Three thousand basically. Or three thousand. Three million. Three million. Um, three million. Okay. Dean Ambrose. Take a guess. Three million? Million Five. Five point seven. Wow, really? Roman Reigns. Thirteen. Before before the championship. Thirteen. Twelve. Triple H is at is at thirteen. (laughs) Triple H is at thirteen. So like my point is is, like he's huge internationally, and I know like it's awkward for Vince because he's in a position where internationally Roman is monstrous, but then in America in front of the fans, like he's like being, you know. Booed. So how do you deal with that? Well, it's it, they got to figure it out. It's it's a different business now. Yeah, and inter- internationally it's a little different because the international fans they'll see the face of the company and, like, yeah. uh, and they'll be kind of they they Vince is catering to those guys. Okay, you have to like this guy. Yeah, he's the guy. So you so you're going to like him, and that's the kind of people Vince caters they cater to. So, but it's uh, Vince. How does Vince get Roman over to the to the fans so that it, so that the international fans don't? It's because it's all it seems awkward. But I think the international fans are more casual fans. Yeah. So if they see whoever's the world champion, whoever's winning the most matches, that they'll they'll take to that person. Yeah. I don't I don't consider it more casual. I th- I think because I think they love like the ones that like yeah. wrestling. I think love wrestling. But I, I think they're they they're not into it the way we are yeah. here. They probably don't have the same opinions and views. They're we do. not reading the dirt sheets. I know you don't, but they're not. I read a lot. I don't I don't think they're fantasy booking all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Like that's. It's kind of similar to Lost. I don't know if anybody here watched Lost. But Lost engaged their fans to a point where everybody had a theory on what the show was about, what was going to happen, what caused this, what caused that. And then what ended up happening was fans got turned off when their theory wasn't what it was. Like, as you go along, oh, this storyline, this is what happened, and then the storyline plays out, and you're like, oh, I'm mad because it's not what I thought. And I think that's what wrestling fans do. You're booking a year in advance. This should happen with Seth Rollins, and this should happen, and this should happen. And then that doesn't happen, and then you're pissed because, oh, that's not what I wanted to happen. Well, they can't, they can't cater to every individual fan, unfortunately. Yep. Also, it's a different business now. The WWE, Vince does not look at it like this is a wrestling company. It's and called World it Wrestling Entertainment. It is the WWE Network now, where they are doing original programming, I mean, they have stuff for the hardcore wrestling fan. He looks at it as a sitcom. It's a three-hour sitcom. 
that has a two-hour spinoff on Thursday. <laughs> well, he, he's worried about them getting shows on the network that people like and want to watch. He's worried about, you know, doing movies and stuff like that. He's not as worried about specifically the wrestling product. Go straight to DVD blockbusters. And unfortunately for people who like who, who like us just love the wrestling, yeah, we're getting pushed to the background a little bit because he sees all these other opportunities to, to bring in more people who he doesn't already have. Yeah, and he'll get money from those people, but he's not going to get money from the, from the Smarks. But he is. How many how many belts have all of us bought in the last year? <laughs> no, the belt belts is different. But the more casual fan is more important than the diehard fan. Right. Yeah. Well, us junkies were victims for life. <laughs> yeah, there's no way really to get around it. I think ultimately what they'll try to do is they will try to build up NXT to where the people who are like, oh, I don't like Raw, I don't like SmackDown. Mm. Well, you got NXT. Yeah. So, accept that. Like the the lightweight tournament or light heavyweight tournament they're doing. A lot of these people who they like the indies more than WWE, this light heavyweight tournament is catered us. directly to those people. So it's not like they're not doing anything. They're not giving us anything. Yeah. They are giving us something. But we're still on. We, we watch Raw and SmackDown and the pay-per-views, and that's not always up to what we want it to be, unfortunately. Um, I agree with both of you guys, though. I think Roman is in a slightly better spot. I think it's always going to be tough for him right now having the title because people just don't want him to have it. But based on what he did that night, they didn't do anything too cute. Yeah, They're not trying to make him be funny or goofy. He's just being kind of more what he should be. Yeah, everything that we hate about Roman Reigns, they didn't do. Right. And that's the most important thing. I right. think they got the point. They, they did, finally. Hell in a Cell. Shane McMahon and... You can say who his opponent was. The Undertaker. <laughs> I know you love to say that. Um, Shane, we all had, we've all said it, that we expect him to do some big spots. I thought I was worried he was going to be gassed in three minutes. Ron, you lost your breath. <laughs> <laughs> I I was, that's how I know I'm getting old. Because I was like, I was watching and I, yeah, me at 19 when Mick Foley went off the top of the cell, was like, yes, I can't believe he did that. And me. Is he alive? Two nights ago at 36 was just like, I wasn't saying please don't do it because I kind of wanted him to. But I was actually worried for his kids and his wife, which I I, I never really felt before. But. Did Shane McMahon live up to your expectations of what he was going to give us Hell on Sunday yeah. night? I loved it. That match was awesome. Um, next to the Divas match, the women... I'm sorry, not the Divas, the women's... <laughs> it's all right. Match. It's new. Um, we might get a Divas I, draw I, next. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we can't say no more. We could have a jar on either side of the table. And it goes to get a Ron's women's, new women's title belt. Yeah, right? Um, no, I thought the match the match was awesome. I think that rivaled the women's triple threat. Uh, those were the two matches of the night. Excuse me, and earlier when I said... I'm pretty sure it went over 30 minutes, too. I mean, yeah. they worked a long was, time. It had every spot I wanted. I wanted two spots. I wanted one off... Coast to coast? I wanted, no? I wanted a coast to coast, <laughs> and I wanted one off the cell. And honestly, when he did coast to coast, I, I was like, okay, I got the elbow drop off the turnbuckle to outside of the ring or Monday. I'm cool. This match would be fine. And then when he came out with the bolt cutters, just, this is it. This is that match. Um, obviously, we all have heard me complain and saying I want Undertaker to retire. I just thought, you know, I know he's old school. Uh, the old school way is when you're about to retire, you, you lose your last match. So I just figured it made the most sense. You know, the guy that gave you a job for 26 years... If I'm going to retire, I should retire to a son. I thought that would be the way it was going to go down. 
Uh, I thought Shane should win because I thought Shane was going to take over. You know, Shane lost. Charlotte uh, or Sasha lost. So I was like, you know, the two best matches, they were they still didn't stole the, the show, but they didn't have the result I not only expected, but the result I wanted. Right. I felt the same way. How about you on the Hell in a Cell? Did Shane give you what you expected? He Did he give you your money's worth? He gave me more than I expected. Oh, yeah, you didn't think he was going to go no, off because, the top. No, because I, I, I kept telling you that they made, they, they had the, the leap of faith on Raw, but they made that cell mm. bigger so people wouldn't jump off of it. But... I thought this match was good. It wasn't a great in-ring perspective, like Which, I told you guys. Yeah, it, it was never going. Yeah, it, was, it was a typical Shane match. You know, it starts off slow and it builds to the builds to the high spots. The beginning was real slow. Shane had him in a triangle choke, and um, Shane did a horrible sharpshooter. No, he did. It was terrible. <laughs> but, I saw something today that Bret Hart said The Rock must have taught him how to do the sharpshooter. Bret, oh, Bret, wow. Bret, Hart's like, Bret Hart is the most miserable, miserable man he in is. the world. He hates WWE so much. He hates everything they do. But yeah, it started off slow, just like any typical Shane McMahon match, and it built to the spots. So when Shane got those the bolt, I think he did the coast to coast, he got the bolt cutters. We was like, okay, the match is about to start because we weren't really into the match until that point. And then when he jumped the top of the cage, I was like, wow, I didn't. I didn't think that he's gonna jump on top of the cage, but some, some, but that made the match what it was. So people say it's an amazing match and stuff like that. I think it was a good match. Just that I think that spot made the match. Yeah, it wasn't it was. a great wrestling match. Yeah, it, it was. It was an entertaining. It was entertaining, is what it was. Yeah, Shane no ma- Shane Shane McMahon is one of their top five ten entertainers of all time. Absolutely, he's, he, without a doubt. Wow. Listen, I think I just got That's in my feelings for a minute, and I got really? I got a, a question okay. for myself. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your opinion on the Rock Sharpshooter? <laughs> I did not think that was gonna hurt your. Feelings. I never had a problem with a Sharpshooter. I always thought it was good. Bret Hart is just a bitter. You never thought it was good. No. And I never thought he should have done it. I know why they did it because it was Survivor Series and they were. Screwing somebody over as an homage to the Montreal screw job, but then he kept doing it. Yeah, I mean, it was his like his submission. He's made people tap. He's yeah, matches with. I, it. I was never a fan. Yeah. personally. So and I apologize if it hurt your feelings. Look, I, my feelings are okay now. All I right, just want to up Brett. Like I've never heard. I mean, of I don't sales. hate on it. I just don't think it was he should have been doing. It. I think he. So you feel the same way? I was about to say I thought nobody ever complained about the Rock doing the sharpshooter. <laughs> now I just heard Brett's complaining. Yeah. Cle- clearly, you've been complaining for the last sixteen. <laughs> I, I've never let that go. <laughs> I can see that now. Yeah, but like I was saying, but I like the Shane. We got everything in what we wanted from Shane, and the fact that except after, the win, and the yeah. fact that after he hit the elbow, he was like, "Come on, come on, lay him." How on. great was it when the Undertaker when he had him seated up and he gave him the pat yeah. on the face, like, like I, okay, I respect you. Yeah. Like, you. Even his face when he rolled out of the way of the elbow drop. Yeah, he was like, oh my God, I can't believe he just did and that. And he was just, look. Because I feel like The Undertaker is not, he's not as much of a performer. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy. He's got his character. But he sold, like, oh my God, I can't believe Shane did that. I thought that was one of the mm-hmm. highlights. Just his face yeah. after the him going through the table. Yeah. But he went through the he table. Had a better, he had the a better reaction on his face than your boy Michael Cole. Yeah, he did. Well, oh, don't do it, Shane. <laughs> no, no, no. With the dead serious like like face like nothing's going on. He's reading oh, the script yeah. saying, don't do it. Don't, or he's just repeating what they're it. saying in his ear. Yeah, snap. but his face is like calm. Like he's not like, it's not like an impressive feat. Yeah, I was very highly impressed with the length of time that they went on. Even though there was a lot of rest spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shane... Got choke slammed on the steel steps. 
He went through a table underneath The Undertaker, went through a table from the top of the cell, hit it coast to coast. I thought his performance was great. Way better than anything I expected. I mean, he's a little older now. Yeah. He's in unreal shape. Yeah. Better shape than most gods in the company. He really is. I I was, I can't be more thankful. Like I, I always say, you know, no one has given more of his heart, body, and soul <laughs> to the business than Mick Foley. But Shane McMahon has come really close. And I have all the appreciation in the world for Shane O'Mac. I wish he would have won. I thought that made the most sense. Now there's reports, I know he said it before, but there's reports that The Undertaker is saying his in-ring career is over. It's not. He's booked on the European tour next week. Well, as far as I'm sure doing like pay-per-view big matches, he's saying he's not going to do another WrestleMania. If that's the case, he should have lost. There's no reason. I agree. Or they should have at least said it his last WrestleMania match and to that generate thing, that That was interest. the thing that bothered me. Like I said before this all happened, and we were sitting next to each other at Raw, and Vince comes out, and Vince is like, this will be the under if Undertaker can't win. This will be his last WrestleMania, and I was like, "Cool, that moment." Every five minutes, it should be Undertaker's retiring. If he loses, he retires. If he loses, we'll never see him again. This will be the end. Blah 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 blah. But then it was, we're gonna hear it that one time, and, and then they again. didn't. They didn't really talk about they, it. It was kind of like hinted at a the, little bit. The moment it. they hinted at it, and we were going into the show, and they weren't talking about it much more. I realized Taker was winning. And it bothered me. I didn't want to accept it, but I realized it. Well, I think I was the only one that picked Taker. That that's, was the difference in me winning that pool, was I was the only one that picked The Undertaker. To yeah. <laughs> but Shane... I would have probably won the poll if I didn't make that mistake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you, were, you were charging at the end. You made a late charge at, at the win, for, but you, you came up uh, yeah, yeah. just short. Yeah, my points were rough for a while. <laughs> If I had a hat on, I would take it off to Shane O'Mac right now. Yeah, no doubt. Next match, this was the match other than the women's match that I was looking forward to most. And to me, it was the biggest disappointment of the whole weekend. Was the street fight between Ambrose and Brock Lesnar. To me, it was just like, oh, let's just go do a match. There was nothing special to it. There was nothing more to it. I thought even if Ambrose lost, which I was convinced he was going to win, I wrote a column about it. I thought even if he loses, he's going to look ten times better after this match than when it started. And it was just, he just went in and lost and that was it. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that match. If you guys have anything you want to say about it, go ahead. I'm going to give three complaints. I'm going to start with number one, uh, the wheelbarrow. I was, you what know, was I, I think we were all making the comment, you know, we thought he was going to at least bring it out. Uh, and then he went under the ring and got a couple things. And I was like, okay, alright, if the match is going to end soon, I hope he at least goes under the ring and gets a wheelbarrow. But at that point... You know, it was it was too much. We weren't mm-hmm. gonna see it. That bothered me. Uh, I know one joint complaint that I think you would at least mention, or some of the other people that were there watching with us. It stayed. You know, it was either in the ring or outside. Yeah, right on the mat. Ring. Outside the ring. You know, my whole thing. And you think if you go back to like the late nineties, you know, when they started going, if it wasn't a hardcore match, it was a straight fight. But then it was like, okay, well, let's do a pinfalls anywhere match, or then let's. Just, but it's the same rules. Uh, no a pinfalls anywhere, a hardcore match, a street fight, a no holds bar match, a no disqualification match. Well, all the matches before have no disqualification. Uh, you know, a hardcore match typically is pinfalls anywhere. So they said, you know, Dean when he was doing the promo, a no holds bar street fight. So I'm like, oh, cool, no holds bar. So 
they're at least going to get outside of the barn area. But no, they didn't. They stayed right there. I mean, it was kind of a letdown. We were expecting for more. I mean, you saw the internet buzz everything about, well, a street fight. This is this is right up Dean's alley. It's and, the one type of match where Lesnar could lose it and not look bad and lose it. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I was let down. I, I'm a fan of Dean. I actually I really wanted him to win. It was another one of those situations where it was like he lost and my guy who I was rooting for you know, lost. We had a rough day. Out. We had a rough yeah. day. We had yeah. a real, real, real bad day. <laughs> I, I almost wore a Suplex City shirt that day, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, nah, you know what? One of the matches I'm looking the most forward to is Dean Ambrose beating Brock Lesnar. I can't wear a Suplex City shirt. And then he loses, and I'm just sitting there sipping a beer like. You think Troy was happy? Uh, he, he got to rewatch it the next day. Uh, he had mixed feelings. Okay. Because he likes Dean like me, but at the same time, Brock's one of his favorite Brock guys. So, Brock is his favorite. Yeah, he, he enjoyed it. Uh, he enjoyed it the next day. I mean, he, like, he, you know, mixed thoughts. Yeah. How about you? What were your thoughts on this no-holds-barred street fight? First of all, I still don't know what the hell a no-holds-barred street fight is. <laughs> Makes no sense. Did he use any weapons besides the kendo stick, the fire extinguisher, and chairs? Uh, it's about eight chairs. This, this was by far the worst street fight I've probably ever seen. I've been in better street fights <laughs> than that one. Like, where's, like Eric said, like Act 2 Fly said, where's his wagon? Finn Barrel stole his chainsaw. Yeah, right? That uh... it, it, Like... Uh, this match got 13 minutes. It felt like five. You know? Not to cut you off, but I remembered something I meant to say at the he top that used, I forgot. He should have brought out the chainsaw just for the fact that we're all sitting there like, man, I can't believe Finn stole his chainsaw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite point of the match was when he did pull out the chainsaw and Heyman... You saw him in the back. <laughs> yeah, he did bring it out. He did that was the highlight yeah, of the match yeah. for me. I, there was nothing else I liked it. about well, it. Well, Finn didn't put it back in the wagon. I think Finn stole the whole wagon. <laughs> and they just put it back in the And he decided, I just went to Chainsaw because <laughs> yeah. in Texas. Yeah. But this, like, they didn't go to the outside. They got this three-mile ramp. They don't go anywhere near, near it. They don't use any any of the outside, any, any of the outside stuff. And then... They make Dean not look like Dean because the thing with Dean Ambrose is I'm he's indestructible. He's indestructible. He's like this cockroach. He does not die. Didn't and, he once say, "What was that you did to me earlier?" It couldn't have been the F5 because isn't that supposed to hurt? <laughs> and then he gets pinned on an F5 just because he's on top yeah, of some on top chairs. of some chairs after one F5. And not just that. I mean, I was again being a fan of Dean. I was a fan. He comes out. He's got a Suplex City shirt with his logo sprayed on top of that it. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like. Wait a minute, this is great. All right, that he's was the second like, best part of the match. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, you're not going to take me to Suplex City because I'm taking over the city. My, my logo spray-painted on your exit sign. Yeah, and then another, but, point, another point I have is, man, at no point did Dean have Brock on ropes. At least hit him with dirty deeds on chairs. Right. Get some near falls on Brock. Get Heyman involved. Like, the street fight he had with Punk, that was amazing. You thought Punk was actually going to win. Yeah. Ha- have situations like that. I'm not sure if they. I'm not sure if they told him to go home early or what, but they didn't have. They didn't make Dean Ambrose look like a legitimate threat to Brock Lesnar. No near pinfalls. No dirty. I don't, I don't recall him hitting dirty deeds. If he, he, I don't think he did. The fact that that show went 51 minutes over, they should not have been telling anybody to go home early. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, Dean Ambrose does not did not look like Dean Ambrose at all. Even if he lost, like we said last week, he would have got a standing ovation because he left his heart and soul out there. No color. Yeah, in the match. So, in the so here's, a, so here's a question. The next day, they sent De- they sent Brock Lesnar home because they had nothing for him, and we didn't see Dean Ambrose. Do we see a rematch? 
I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think so. I don't even see a reason for one. After. There's no reason for a rematch. I'm also I, I'm also feeling a little bit like Brock Lesnar is becoming just like shtick. It's just like oh, this is what Brock Lesnar does. So just go out there and do that. That's, after a while, it's not interesting anymore. Suplex City is cool. It's fun. It was fun the first time he said it to Roman at WrestleMania last year. But if all he's going to do is go out and just hit a bunch of Germans and hit an F5, and he's never in danger, he's never in trouble, nobody ever looks like they can beat him, it's just kind of boring. Yeah, he had a point. And, this is, and like you said, this is a hardcore stipulation. Especially when you want the other guy to win. Yeah. Now, if he was going out there doing it to uh, Cena every week, I, I wouldn't be bothered. I just want to, I want to address an issue, because we sat here a week ago. And, I, and yours truly, I asked a, a question to the panel. I said, is it possible with all the buildup leading up to Ambrose, if he doesn't walk away bloodied and beaten, old school Mick Foley, is it possible he's, it's going to be the most disappointing match? He's going to be... Did we all say no? I got, I got mocked and ridiculed. <laughs> I sat here and I got mocked and ridiculed by, by everyone. Now, Ek, you get an excuse. Because <laughs> he wasn't here. But, but Joey Rods... I would have been worse than all we, three of them. I would have been worse. As we sit here, is, is getting married, and this should be on his mind. Is <laughs> he married on a Wednesday? All he's thinking about. Well, he's married more. Yeah. But listen, I was I wasn't happy because I walked out of here that night and I was it was it was tough. But he was I, he was humiliated. My point my point <laughs> is this is that Dean didn't walk away bloodied and beaten and he was the build up was all about Dean Ambrose, hottest name in the company leading into the last month. Yeah. And now this happens. Now I don't blame Dean. I don't blame. Well, obviously it's not his fault. It's not his fault. But nobody gets. What's the point of going through? Why? Why give him the bat if it's not going to get used? Why give him these endorsements by 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 Funk and by Foley if nothing's going to happen? You, well, you, see, this is why it's I mean, because jobbers gave him it and he was going to job just like I, them. I, I, I took it on the chin from this panel. Somebody get this man a microphone. <laughs> well, here's here, here's my defense for us with you. When you said that, if he walks out not bloodied and beaten, <laughs> I don't think any of us thought. That I think we all thought, even if he's not bloodied and beaten, it will still be a great match where a lot happens, and just nothing happened. That's why it's disappointing. I'm not disappointed that he didn't bleed. I'm not disappointed. I'm not even disappointed that he didn't win. I'm disappointed that it was that match could have been on Raw any week, or on, even on SmackDown. That match could have been on main event. <laughs> it could have been on main event or Superstars. It, it was just, there was nothing to it. It reminded so, me of a street uh, fright from SmackDown. When do yeah. I get my apology? I guess is where I'm at. I'm sorry. No, but the, but I, I, my whole thing was I just felt I felt like it was leading up so much it was going to be potentially disappointing. Yeah, and they did nothing. And that's, yeah. so they Joey, did absolutely yeah, so nothing. So Joey Rods was down in, in Mexico. He, you know, he's I, not there yet. Well, he's on his way. <laughs> He'll be, he's leaving he's, tomorrow. He's prepping. He is prepping. He's practicing. He's probably drinking it old fashioned and <laughs> packing his luggage. Good for old fashioned. I'll leave the line. I just wanted to get that off my Yeah. <laughs> Y2J and AJ. I know watching it live, you felt like it dragged a little bit. I'm not sure how you felt about it because I don't remember you saying anything about it. I thought it. it was good. I said that it it wasn't as good as some of the other ones. I think it, like, I, I don't know. I didn't think it was a bad match. Uh, I actually rewatched it. It's the only match from the show I rewatched, and I liked it more the second time. I mean, w- when you put on three five star matches, and there's nothing you can say about any of their first three matches besides them being a five star match, right? It it gives you a lot of room, a lot of you know, 
like what are you trying to do? I'm saying a lot of room. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you don't have a lot of room to compete with it. Right. And it was in with such a short amount of time recently. It's not like they had three five-star classics three years ago, and one of them was like a year and a half ago. They're trying to do it several weeks later. And on a bigger stage and in front of more people. I was surprised by the result, and I wasn't mad, obviously, because I'm a fan of Jericho. Um, and then, obviously, AJ got the pin. 24 hours later, he got the pin back on him. So I, I wasn't I wasn't complaining against the match. Um, I think, you know, there were people sitting next to us that weren't <laughs> enjoying it. But I thought the match was good. Have you watched it back at all, or you just watched it the one time and that um, was it? I watched it back, I watched back some of it, not the whole match, but... I think their other matches were better. So you still you you watching it again didn't change your opinion. Not really. It still felt like a little drag. Like like I said, Jericho's a little older now, so he might not be able to keep up with AJ as much as anybody else would. But the match did kind of drag a little bit. And I told you I wouldn't be shocked if Jericho did one. You did. I got to take my hat off because because he. I took it off to Shane earlier. I'm going to (laughs) take it off to you now. You did say yeah because he he's booked past Extreme Rules, but I don't think that's the book past Mania. But I don't think that's a thing anymore because AJ beat pin him last night in the fatal in the. What I call the IWC four-way. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I call that. So I don't have much, really much to say about that match. It was a good match, but I think the other matches were better. I, I feel the same way as you. I thought it was good, but this was another match where it ended, and I was just like, why did Jericho win? You, you go through all this trouble to sign AJ Styles. You bring him to the Royal Rumble, and you do everything you can to make this guy look like a star. He beats Jericho two out of three times. And then on the biggest stage, his first WrestleMania, you just have, you have him lose. And it wasn't even... But here's my explanation of that. Mm-hmm. He didn't lose to someone fresh off NXT. He didn't lose to someone that's never been on WrestleMania. He's been... He lost to someone that's lost... Or I'm sorry. He's been, lost to somebody that's been at WrestleMania a I think lot he's of times. he's on his 12th one. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. This is why I can appreciate Jericho winning, in my opinion, and I don't know the stats. However, I think Jericho has one of the worst WrestleMania records out there. I think WrestleMania 2000 and 19 are the only ones he won. I could be wrong. He's he didn't probably, win 19. He didn't beat Shawn Michaels? No. Shawn won over. Uh, see, even, so I, I, can, I don't really know WrestleMania's that he's won. And I just think back to WrestleMania's. He lost to Fandango, and I think that was, you know, the worst... The worst, like, Vince, yeah, I'll do this job. I think that was, like, his got to be one of his biggest regrets. He shouldn't have lost to Fandango. Um, he lost to CM Punk. That one made sense. But Jericho has a bad win-loss record. So I wasn't mad about that. Not only that, you know, AJ Styles lost to a six t- six-time world champion, to a former nine-time Intercontinental champion. It was somebody that makes sense to lose to. He didn't listen, lose to Ryberg. He didn't lose to someone from the New Day. You know, we're all fans of the New Day, but it's not like he, you know, he didn't lose to somebody with no credibility. So I wasn't mad about the result at all. Nobody should be. Well, I nobody. I, I know why. I understand why he won because there's no, like I said, there was no point for having a what was it the fifth match, fourth, fifth match, yeah. the fourth, fourth match. If if AJ already won twice, Jericho won once. So I was like, okay, so mathematically speaking, they have another match. Jericho's going to win. But my my problem with this is, you do all, you spend all this money. And for the AJ Styles, you you have him bypass NXT to come to the main, come to WWE and try to make and make a star out of this guy, and you have him on his first main end. But they made up Jericho. for it less than twenty four hours later. That's my my, but, my another but, thing. But like, but the thing was, the problem I had with twenty four hours later was, I understand like I understand. You don't have the same audience. 
It's the same. It's kind of the same. What do you mean? You don't Everybody have the same it's in the same city. Audience. It's the night after WrestleMania audience. But the thing is, I understand what. It's why, the biggest role of the like year. Like Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn and KO. Sami Zayn and KO, I can understand because they they weren't pinned. Jericho won, but AJ Styles was lost. It's so so it's like why would he be involved in a more contender match? Because he just. The guy that pinned him the night before, he's pinning him 24 hours later. I know. Jericho's th- doing him a favor the next night, and now he's a number one contender. So what What did he get if he won that match? Oh, it's cool. Now he beats Jericho again, and he wins his first WrestleMania. But, okay, do this favor to Jericho, and the next night you're going to become the, the number one contender okay, for the okay, world champion, okay. and you pinned him. Okay, he's, gonna be, he's the number one contender, but then he's going to lose the – he's, he's just going to put Roman Reigns over. No, he's not. And, 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 so, and solidify Roman Reigns. <laughs> he's a solidify Roman Reigns as a, as, a, as a top heel. Not if he's phenomenal. He the big, the biggest spectacle would be winning WrestleMania, your first WrestleMania. Well, my my point about it not being the same audience is I know there's a ton of casual fans who have not seen AJ Styles yet, who just watched WrestleMania. Maybe somebody, their friend, is a wrestling fan. Oh, I'll go watch WrestleMania with you. And they're not watching Raw yeah, the next they night. They only watch. Some they just saw AJ Styles watch. lose to Jericho, who's old. They call. One of the, the catchphrases for WrestleMania is the showcase of the immortals. And it's kind of becoming like the playground for like the old guys. Yeah. Now. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. as much as we love HBK and Stone Cold and Mick Foley, they came out and just made an embarrassment of the League of Nations. And Xavier. And Xavier. Well, Xavier's always always up to make a fool out of it. that. <laughs> And you know, probably his whole life, he was dying to do this. I was waiting for him the next night. I was waiting for him to say, I took a stutter, and that was the highlight of my life. <laughs> well, the best part was, he's like, I deserve that. Yeah. yeah. The IC, seven man ladder match. Joe actually predicted Zack Ryder. I know he wasn't serious, but he predicted Zack Ryder to win. Did either of you see that coming? No. 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 I, I, I never seen Eric drop a belt so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy the match? Oh yeah, this match was, was great. This was one of my favorite matches of the card. It was great, Kevin. I love how Kevin Owens sold like he got folded up, folded up on yeah. the ladder. Yeah, he thought he died. Yeah, I was like, he, I, was like I thought well, he was everybody hurt. thought he was really hurt. Yeah, yeah. because nobody ex- expected Zack Ryder. Because what I said was like, oh, like, I, like maybe that time. Maybe you said telling. that they call that on the fly. Yeah, like, I thought they called it on the fly. The like let's have Zack Ryder go go get the damn title. But I, I was really enjoyed by this, enjoyed by this match. Miz actually caught somebody. If that time. was on the fly, Owen should have been the one to re- he should have retained it the next night. Yeah, yeah, that's like, that, that's what I thought. But, but yeah, the reason why happen. I think that was their plan all along was because they specifically went out of their way to have Miz get cocky at the top of the ladder, and then and, Ryder and got and that, the better that was of him. The guy I can't stand the most in the match. You know what the the favorite part about it for me with Zach winning. First off, I loved his elbow. It was I a loved, great I elbow loved, off the yeah, ladder. I enjoyed that. However, when I see Miz up there and it was just like a, a money in the bank ladder match where, you know, they get confident and they readjust their position and they do it slow. I was like, oh man, Miz is really gonna win. You gotta be kidding, man. I I'm like the biggest Miz hater in the world. And then all of a sudden Zach Ryder pushes him off and I'm like, I can live with this. I can live with it, and especially because he's shoving Miz. Yeah, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a good match. This is one of the ones I had a problem with, only because you have a guy like Kevin Owens and a guy like Sami Zayn who can put on a legitimate classic match, and you just throw them in there with all these guys just to just to do a bunch of jumping around. But it was it was a fun match. It was a great kickoff to the yeah. actual show. Yeah, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn's. Um, suicide dive through the ladder it was amazing. That, that was 
that boy, man, I don't know how he times his jumps. Like, his DDT, like, I don't know how he times that stuff. It's great. Oh, he's awesome. The the spot with Sin Cara going off the ladder onto oh, yeah. Stardust on the ladder on the side wasn't quite as brutal as the one Ambrose took last year, but it was still pretty bad. But we got a surprise champion. And we got a lot of good spots to start the match. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a good kickoff. Again, I, I don't like these just cramming a bunch of guys into a match. But I thought every guy that was in there did a good job with the time they were given and with the spot they were put in. I thought that could have been Tyler Breeze getting that title <laughs> instead of Zack Ryder. It could have. I mean, it could have been. Mm-hmm. There's not any reason why it shouldn't or couldn't have been him. My complaints about this match all come 24 hours later. So when we get to Raw, I'll complain. Well, we have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Eric's favorite heel from NXT, Baron Corbin, makes his debut. I, sh- I should have trained my. When I saw him, like, he's winning. You, you cannot. You, can, yeah. you have to give me that. Well, yeah, 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 I didn't even know he was there until a couple minutes into it. I didn't notice him come out. When I saw him, I was like, Baron Corbin's winning. Because it made sense because he's the only one portrayed as a... Do- NXT, he's portrayed as a dominant force. Right. And he's like, as an NXT guy, he's one of the guys that I could see them calling up. So you didn't think Shaq was going to win? Oh, no. Did you at least enjoy Shaq being in there? Yeah. I thought, I thought, he, I thought you were pulling well. for Darren Young. Who, Darren Young? Darren Young. <laughs> you were pulling for him? Yeah, he was in the Final Four. He was. What did you think about the Andre Battle Royal? I mean, I don't hate Baron Corbin like the rest no, of my. That match was horrible. Him. I just, was horrible. I, I think he's a good. I think he's good. I think he's decent. Uh, you know, big guys aren't supposed to put on fifteen minute matches every week, guys. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I don't hate him like both of you do. So I, I, I'm fine with him winning. All right, I'm fine that he beat your boy Darren Young, and I'm fine he beat your boy Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> so, what's up? I thought it was great that he won. I thought it was the best thing they could have done with yeah, that match. Yeah, it was match. smart. Put because if the Wyatts over. weren't going to be in it, I mean, who was? You don't need Big Show winning again. You don't need Kate, Kane doesn't need to win again. They never give him nothing. They, no, there there really was nobody else in that match that I feel like even yeah. should. They had nothing to gain. As by much me. as I hate saying it would be cheesy, I I think if an old person would have won it, I think it should have been Mark Henry. Well, that was what I predicted on the show last week because it's in his home state. I thought it might be his last WrestleMania. It, it would have made he, some sense. He said multiple times it's going to be his last one. So he, yeah. said, he said that 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Baron Corbin winning, one, it was a good way. Because I was like, why do you bring this guy up on WrestleMania? You don't even give him an intro. You don't let anybody know he's there, what his name is. There's probably a lot of people, I would guess probably at least a third of the audience watching WrestleMania that had no idea who Baron Corbin was. But, they do that's the, but that's he wins. Them. He wins, and now everybody knows who he is. So I think that was the best thing they probably could have done with with that match. And I don't love the whole thing, but and I I didn't necessarily love it in that spot in the show either. I know they had to break up. Well, some I of think they did a great job separating the matches. They, they did. did. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't mad at where it fell on the card. I just felt like. And maybe this is just me falling into the pattern of it opened the show the last two years. My complaint with it is because I expected I expected some big returns. Like I expected some dream returns. I'm not gonna get into that. But I expected that if John Cena was gonna come back, he was coming back during that match and I thought he was gonna win. Yeah, like and I thought that was gonna uh like, like, like I thought her. that was gonna supersede <laughs> the uh you know, is Cena going there? 
Like I, I think I said his name a couple times. But the, the more the more and more I was thinking about it, I thought it made sense him coming out. Like Act Two Fly said, he's been gone four months, twenty guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Making up for a lot of lost time. Yeah, very lost time. He, it was the perfect way for him to catch up. It would have been. Well, yeah, twenty guys in one shot. He was probably uh, back there in gorilla position, and the Rock holding him back. Where are you going? He's. Like, there's a guy from what? NXT. I haven't buried him yet. What? Let me get him. What? I've never buried Shaq. What can we transition into that five-star six-second classic? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with, I, with, I, with, so, with, with Cena and Johnson construction. Did, the IC title match and this tie for the third best match of the night, in my opinion. Well, this is a good match. I'll John Cena didn't bury 20 guys, at, or 19 guys, whatever, what, there are 30 people in there. I don't even know. He didn't bury 29 guys or however many guys at once, but John Cena did bury the Wyatt family <laughs> once again. Well, it was more Strowman and Harper than Bray, because Rock put over Bray. because Bray's back's all messed up. He can't get buried no, by anyone No, right no there's nothing wrong with Bray Wyatt, because he's been working house shows. Don't don't listen no, to those ain't. don't listen to those dirt sheets. I keep telling you. I just listened to an interview with him. Well, real quick, he, he, ain't nothing wrong with him. What did you think of the Rock? Yeah, it was like there's nothing wrong with you. Waste of time because I don't I don't need Rock with a flamethrower like he's China and whatever. I don't. I, what did you think I, of the I, I don't Rock? Need thing. Him with, with, with I, I did not like the flamethrower. Uh, you know, normal Rock promo stuff for Mania. I thought it was all right. Um, as Weird as it was, him stripping. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Dress I did not like the same stripping going on the next night. But I, I thought that was cool for a match. And then, that you know, I popped. I was like, wait a minute. He said a match. He said, oh, we're gonna have a match. Didn't think it was gonna happen. In a dream world, I'm hoping, oh, cool, it's gonna be him against Bray. Well, Dan did men- Dan and Mike did mention that he had wrestling boots on when he came out yeah. to the ring. No, oh, you're right. They did. That was a good observation. Yeah. I I hated that whole segment. It was yeah, too I, long. I hated it too. Because the thing with the Rock now is what about like, the? Se- it was only six seconds you had to deal with. That is six no, seconds. No, but it was like a, match, it was like a, a half hour just, segment. It was ridiculous. Like I love how you put Bray Wyatt over. He, uh, like I said, people want to cheer for this guy. A hundred thousand people are cheering for this guy at WrestleMania with, a, with a, in an interaction with the Rock. But then here, here comes the. And they they get the shovels out and they bury the rest of the the, the, the Wyatt family. Listen, the Wyatt family's been buried. Eric, Eric Rowan. Ray, we have the perfect spot for you and the Wyatt family. <laughs> you're bro, gonna get you're just gonna get crushed by the Rock, bro. bro Dwayne is gonna rock, beat Eric Rowan in six seconds. Bro. Do you think that was some Vince Russo booking right there, bro? If the Rock won in six seconds, bro, that would be on the USA Today. <laughs> Did anybody check the USA Today on Monday? I think it was on. ES- I know it was on ESPN. All right, I believe. So ESPN is the USA Today of 2016. <laughs> I guess that's enough of that. Tag team, the the handicapped tag team match. Next, you don't want to talk about it at all. No. no. Well, I guess we already talked about the best part, which was Xavier taking the stunner. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, going after that match, I I love seeing. Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels, and Stone Cold come out because they're three of my top four of all time. My fourth guy being CM Punk. I was just waiting to hear, uh, look in my eyes. <laughs> what do you say? Have we seen Punk return then? I, I'd have been done. Shawn can look like he can still go. He does. He looked good. Yeah. His biceps were, were still popping. Yeah. Like he he, he, he had a better shape than me. He had a better he had a better super kick than Dolph Ziggler, which oh, I'm still oh, pissed. I'm still pissed that they called it the sweet chin music. It yeah. is not. No, no. It is only sweet chin music when uh, Again, Michael that's your boy Mike yeah. uh Mc, that, that, Michael that, Cole, whatever his name is. Well, terrible. That was one of his other one botch. His other botch was when they would the crowd was chanting Gable. 
Mm. And he was like, the crowd wants tables. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what they're saying. So anything on the on the kickoff show that you want to talk about? Yeah. Well, Lana. miss you, Bree. <laughs> well, Bree got, got to go over Who in the cares? last thing she'll oh, ever do for match. the company. Well, she's gone now. The Bellas are done. Well, Nikki's not. It's just Bree. I don't know if she'll come back. Or she'll, she'll be somebody who's there every once in a while. Yeah. The Usos over the Dudleys, I'm tired of You don't think she's going to want to come back for the women's title? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure she'll she, want she to. She wants to make a family. She's, I don't know, she's got Nikki a lot of had problems. making a family. I'm talking about Brie. I'm, I'm, I was talking about Nikki. Oh, Nikki, Nikki be back. I know she'll be back. Well, s- scale of 1 to 10. Or since a lot of people like to put a star rating on a wrestling match. What star rating, 1 to 5, do you put on WrestleMania this year? WrestleMania 32. Uh, so we're not going to talk about Lana. She looked great. It was good to see her in the ring. She was way more athletic than yeah. I realized. I think she can be a player in the women's division yeah, I, I eventually. Think, I think you want to go into more detail than any of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to embarrass myself, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but um, I'll give WrestleMania a... Like I said, the, out, if the outcome, some of the outcomes were different. I'm sure we would have we a, liked a, it better. a way different feeling about it. But um, I'll give it a 3 out of 5. How about you? I was going to say four out of five, but I, every time I give anything a rating these days, it's too generous, I guess. Uh, you got a big heart. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall... It's a word on the street. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the first match was a championship match. If we go to the pre-show, it was like quarter of five or quarter of six, whatever it was. Yeah, it was a quarter of six, and there's a match already going on in the ring. And it was it was very long. I really wasn't overly bored. I was surprised by a lot of results. I'll give it a solid four. Four out of five stars. I'm going to go... I'm going to go two and a half Whoa, out of five. Ooh, and that's not, that's, not to say I I didn't, that's not to say I didn't like it. Cause I, I had Just a, say I'm too generous. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> My an, 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 opinion, an opinion is an opinion. And actually, that's probably something I'm going to get into a little later when we talk about Raw is people having opinions. But... Two and a half out of five because I would say I thought all the work done in the ring was great. I'm not going to take anything away from anybody who stepped through those ropes. I think I was a little disappointed in some of the finishes, which I try not to be, but I can't pretend I wasn't. I thought there were some you're opportunities. You're dramatically offended by the ending. If you're giving it a two out of five. Well, I, I hated the segment with The Rock and with Cena. I... Hated, I didn't hate Zack Ryder winning, but it was it was shocking to me and not in a good way necessarily. I didn't necessarily like so much that Shane lost. There's just things about it that I think could have been done better. So I'm not gonna get. I'm gonna put it right in the middle. I had fun watching it. I was entertained, but I think that I I expect better from WWE than than what they gave me at WrestleMania. So that's, I guess that's all, all I have to say about WrestleMania. Then we have the night after Raw, the infamous, where the show opened with the commentary team warning the viewers about <laughs> yeah. what this crowd is. I like that. That they warned people because not everybody knows, or you like that the crowd is like I that? I did not no, like, I like that. No, I like the commentators. The Raw just started different for me. You know, they went direct to the commentary saying, "Saying um, this is going to be the, the the crowd of the, the Raw for the Raw." They were lying to the commentators for the whole entire show, and I just stopped myself from making this an adult-friendly show. 
<laughs> that bothered me. They did a lot of things wrong where they relied on the commentators. And it, well, well thing, another thing is like this: even Raw, like even throughout the night, they were talking about Raw's about making new stars and champions and this and that. They were putting over that these there's going to be new people future, coming. It's time for the future. So and they put over women's wrestling. They put over ch- that there's going to be change. <laughs> and then some people didn't like Raw. I didn't have a problem with Raw. I was like, I was like. I didn't move when Raw was on. I didn't fall asleep. I liked Raw as a show. It was yeah. a good episode of Raw. In about 60 seconds, I'll give you my full review on Raw. My issue with Raw starts, commentator part bothers me. When it goes to Vince, and Vince also acknowledged how crazy the crowd was, that I thought was great. I thought that's what it should have been. It should have just been Vince coming out saying that this crowd is different than any other crowd of the year, and they should have been fine with that. My uh, my issues go that they up kept and mentioning down. It? I thought they did a great show by you getting several call ups from NXT. You we'll get, get to that. Uh, you get uh, a number one contender. You get a title change. There's a lot of good things. I'm not going to say the results of who came up or who's who, which title change or who's the number one contender that I like or dislike. But those are key factors that I think. You should get one of those every single week on Raw. Whether it's for the world title or it's for the United States Championship. If they don't call someone up, call someone up from NXT and they don't have a championship match, do a Fatal 4-Way and the winner of that match faces the U.S. Champion next week. I think that stuff should happen every single week on Raw. One of the biggest things that bothered me is Shane comes out, Vince gives him, he said, you know what? For the time being, I'll let you run Raw. I'll let you sink the ship. And then Shane goes in the back and Shane goes up to Roman and he says, you're going to be interested in the main event. It's going to be a fatal four-way and it's going to be the four guys that were in front of you. And then the camera cuts. And then JBL tells you, the viewer, he says, the winner of that match will be the number one contender for the WWE Championship. I know that because I've been watching this stuff (laughs) for almost two decades. Well, you 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 got to explain why didn't Shane explain it? What? Why didn't Shane explain it? Shane did explain it, but the commentators, no, they're going to reiterate everything. Say, he didn't say that the winner was going to be the, the number one contender. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He said it was a, it was for the number one contendership. And maybe but I was, maybe I was so drinking. That that, that 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 specific point aside. Oh right, I take back all my complaints about Raw. It was a phenomenal. Well, <laughs> well that specific point aside. Are you in Bree mode? <laughs> did he say? it? I don't think he did. He did. He did. The Maybe that lump on his face was distracting. <laughs> it could have been. And the, like the fat lip or whatever was going on. It looked like him and Becky Lynch were making out. They got the same scar. <laughs> You're right. They they tell Shane that he's controlling Raw. He They didn't emphasize that enough, I don't feel like. They might have said it a few times on commentary, but they did not show Shane really it, doing anything. Exactly. Yeah, the, Terry, the whole time, Shane came up with this match. This was a great match. Oh, they just called these people up. That's because yeah, of Shane. They, yeah, but that's the thing. They showed Shane interacting with talent. They didn't... But the thing is, the difference with that is... Or do you think that maybe this is everybody's so tired of the authority injecting themselves into everything? This was to show Shane's in control... I'm staying out of it. And the thing is, Shane, he went to do you, the, Do you think that's more what they were going for? Yeah, because Shane... Because this was such a different Raw. Yeah, it, yeah, it was different with the authority. The authority doesn't go to talent. Shane went and talked to talent. You saw him talk to Apollo Crews. You saw him talk to Charlotte. You saw him talk to Roman. You saw him interact with all, with all these superstars. <coughs> the authority didn't do that. The authority will always be in their office, and, and they'll be talking amongst themselves. 
that, 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 that's how. That, <coughs> that, Wrong pipe. That, that's how it always was with the authority. But I had no problem with Shane running. Like I said some people hate this raw. I didn't have a problem with it at all. No, I had no problem with matches that were made. I had no problem with match results. I had no problem with anything that happened show related. The only issue Wait, that I had. Did you say you don't have no problem with sh- show results? The match results of Raw, not necessarily, no. And I have no problem with anything really other than what was happening outside of the ring. Other than the fact that I felt like, I felt in the moment like Shane is not involved enough I, that when he's supposed me. to control they, Raw. See, I always, think, said, I always think the night after Raw, they steal the show with something good. And if it wasn't going to be a match, if it wasn't going to be a big upset, it should have been Shane taking control, Shane ruining a match, Shane, I don't mean to say ruin a match, but he should have did something over the top, and he didn't. We but barely they, saw him. Yeah, but, but this, this is the thing. Shane put his mark on Raw because we got different things we, we would get we wouldn't get from the regular authority. Like I said, I mean... Yeah, we would. We would have got... NXT's just, Triple H's baby. He would have brought no, those people up no, either way. No, no. That's not the thing. We'll, we'll, I have a whole other complaint about the, the call part. But the thing is, if, if the thing is, the point is Shane was talking about change and how about people are being held back. If this was a so, if the authority was so called in charge, we wouldn't see Kevin Owens in, a, in a Cesaro, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and um, Chris Jericho in a fatal four-way. We, you wouldn't see that. You wouldn't see Natty talking to sh- interacting with Charlotte instead of Sasha and Becky. Natty's, Natty's the one that everybody's saying that's always held back. There were diff- with Shane running around, there were different things that p- the people want. Like I said, the pe- they said these Vince, the creative, they know what we want. And when Shane was there, I was saying, they gave us what we want. People wanted to see Sami Zayn in a high position. The casual fans don't know who Sami Zayn is. But Sami Zayn was... was he, he didn't make it to the match, but he was put in position to actually be in a possible main event for the world title. Well, that was the biggest thing. It, w- it was a subtle type of storytelling where they put Shane in charge for the night, and then we get all these different people who are not put in those positions getting put in those positions. Yeah. It was a Raw catered to that fan that was there that night. And that, like you said, I think you called it the w- uh, IWC what? what fatal 4-Way. The IWC <laughs> Fatal 4-Way. All the internet... Indie darlings. I know there was one fan in that in that uh, crowd that got exactly what they wanted, and it was the ruining part of the show for May. Which was what? I'm a hater. It was dead dang May Reese. She got her damn husband winning the Intercontinental Championship, <laughs> and that ruined the show for me. So I have no problem with Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental title at Mania, and I said I'd get to this when we talked about Raw. I just think if anyone's going to win the title, I mean, it's just bothering me that two months ago you got two of the hottest guys in the company, Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose, killing each other for the Intercontinental title and how they're making the Intercontinental title the title that meant so much to them when they were a kid when Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon were fighting over it and when Macho Man and Ricky the Dragon were fighting over it and then two months later Kevin Owens lets go of the belt and Zack Ryder has it and great Zack Ryder works so hard and then now we have the worst ever five time Intercontinental Champion of all time (laughs) we got the guy from MTV winning it I can't stand it. Well, the point I have about that is... I, he should have beat Kalisto for the U.S. title. This was BS. Well, the Miz, I think... When oh, are, we used, go, are we talking about the Intercontinental Division first? Or? Yeah, please. Okay. We can. I mean, we'll get back to, to the four-way in Roman. But 
Well, no, you said you had no issue with no results in a match. You didn't. I didn't have an issue with that. Oh, right, well, I'm done because here. because I think when the Miz is used properly, he knows how to get heat. He knows how to make people hate him. And there's not enough people well, that do works. that anymore. I hate him. Right. <laughs> like we like you said us with Corbin, we bought into him being a heel. You have bought into me. I get why you hate him. And I think he was put Because he sucks. Well he was put in a, bi- a bigger position than he should have been, but I think he can be a heel that they can use on their roster. He should have been ripping Kalisto's mask off or something. Well, just well should... let me get to this. Like I I like the Miz. I don't Doesn't think... surprise no, me. No, no, no. The Miz is Arguably one of the top five mic workers. Hands down. He's an amazing heel. The I just don't like the top five mic. On the mic, Amit is amazing. I just don't like this Hollywood gimmick. He's boring. Myth Miz is can easily be the hottest heel in the company. When he was world champion, he was the hottest heel. Even though they booked him like they booked him terribly. When he was a U.S. champion before that, he was booked amazing. When he had Alex Raleigh by I don't know side. if Ronald Lloyd is a fan of the Miz. <laughs> no, I said I don't. I don't think he's that good in the ring. But uh, he's an effective heel. Which, with, when Jericho and AJ Styles were feuding, he put over AJ Styles. The Miz is very effective as being a heel. Maurice being back, I, I just miss her doing the wink. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a problem with her being back. She'll be. She's gonna be on Total Divas, by the way. Yeah, I know you know that. If anyone knows, that. <laughs> I get my Total Divas. <laughs> but I said, like I said, do I do, do I like the Miz as an Intercontinental Champion with this gimmick? No, but I understand the Miz can be very effective as a heel. And I think he's going to be. Yeah, and Marie, Maurice has been in his corner because she's she's officially back now, and now right. she's his valet. And I've I've always been a fan of. A cha- of a, 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 a male having a female valet because they because they could go with that power the power couple gimmick. Right, I'm always a fan of that. It when yeah, it, it typically always works. Yeah. Um, to get back to the the Roman and the four way thing, Roman Reigns comes out, says excellent, excellent. Ah, come on! And w- when he said ah, come on, I was like they're doing it still. Like he's trying to be no, goofy. No. Well, here's the thing. Then he follows it up with I'm not a bad guy. I'm not. And when he said that, I was like, oh, "Still." Then he said, "I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy." And I was like, "You finally figured that out was what to have him say." Because Vince, this actually, this actually leads to something that the, uh, what did we call him, Ronald the Dumpster Lloyd, always talks about. <laughs> he always talks about there being no heels and no faces anymore. I think this might have been the other, uh, the other question that he had. Because WrestleMania feels like old news. This is from Ronald the Taskmaster Lloyd. <laughs> he loves what they did with AJ. Again, Vince is proving here that fate, there are no heels and there are no faces. Does this put a halt on the Shield three-way dance, or is AJ going to be the first guy to put Roman Reigns over? So I guess before we answer the question, Roman comes out basically says, if anybody wants this title, come out and get it. Then... You know, they all come out. Yeah. Not 2J, AJ. Also, but Jericho is just going to come out and teach him how to be a heel. Well, I, I think they're they're trying to put him in, in the middle. Like, he doesn't need to be a heel or a baby face. He's just who he is. Yeah, and I, one thing I love, they were all brawling. I love the fact that everybody's at the ring, and then he saw Jericho and the one left. He's just like, okay. Yeah. And it's, it just speared him. It was. I think we should have saw more Roman Reigns. I think that's the only time we saw him last night. But it, I, I had no problem with it. Like, so that, there they the got it. Adam backstage, backstage with Shane. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of thought that the same Shane thing. Say enough or whatever. But I thought that was excellent. I had no problem with it. That's how he should be booked. And 
Now, what, what was the Taskmaster's... Get into the Taskmaster's question. Okay, so, loves what they did with AJ. Do you think that what they're doing now with the no faces, no heels, with letting some of these, the indie guys, rise up to main event status, do you think this puts a halt on the whole idea of the shield triple threat eventually? I think we're going to have to wait a while for that anyway, because Seth is yeah, going to Come soon. on, no. Ronald, of course. But we'll just say, does this mean, what was it? Oh, is AJ going to be the first person in that position, or is he just going to be the first person to put Roman over his champ? Well, with the triple threat, that's not gonna, that's going to happen no matter what. If Roman's the heel, that's the best way to have that triple threat is because Seth Rollins is the <laughs> former champion, so so he so he's going to be chasing the title when he gets back. Dean Ambrose is yet to be world champion, so he's, and he's going to be chasing the title as well. And to have Roman as the heel champion, the odds are going to be against so, somewhat be against him in a situation. Now, the thing with AJ is, and I don't know if we're going to get to that payback or it's going to be on a throwaway Raw, but when it, I think AJ Styles is going to get fully unleashed and be put over so much. Leading the payback, so people, the fans can see everything this guy can do. I do think AJ Styles will eventually, will eventually put Roman Reigns over, though. Well, he did get to say last night, "I came here to be champ." Yeah, and we're getting ready for a new era, and that era is phenomenal. My prediction, my prediction, and it's something I like about this whole Fatal Four Way match. They said the winner is going to be the number one contender. They never said the winner is going to be the number one contender at this pay per view in X amount of weeks. They just said. There's a fatal four-way match. The winner faces Roman. So, what I could see happening is it'd be a screw job lose. You know, AJ isn't going to go over, and he's not going to put Roman over. And he's going to lose, and then it's going to go on to the pay-per-view. So you think this sets up a feud for AJ and Roman? Not necessarily he just gets a shot and loses. Ideally, and I think this may just be being optimistic, what I see this being is a three-month work. I think we see them in three matches, three pay-per-view matches, and I think AJ eventually goes over and wins the title. Uh, I'm I just trying to think, like, that used to be the thing. Like, they would, you know, there's a new feud after Mania, and that feud goes on for a couple months. And, you know, they got to get to it. You just feel like none of the feuds they did last year were red hot after Mania. So, you know, I'm just hoping they're going to dig into some old tracks. I think they'll be they'll work well together. Yeah, AJ will get the probably one of the top matches out of Roman, out of Roman and Roman's career, no doubt. But a thing, a, a thing, a thing that we're forgetting is, I don't remember hearing Triple H's name mentioned last night. And he's going to be back eventually. Whether he screws AJ Styles, because maybe if maybe maybe Roman joins the authority. Or if Triple H comes back maybe a month or two from now, he'll be a hot baby face against right. a heel Roman Reigns. Because I, I expect Roman, Roman Reigns to turn full-blown heel against AJ Styles. Because that's the perfect guy to, to turn full-blown heel. They're trying to position AJ Styles to be this top baby face, the, the, the indie darling. The, the 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 phenomenal one. So there's nobody else better to get this to turn this guy a full fledged babyface against other than Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I think. So he's not necessarily being put in a role as a tweener. You think they're setting the first? Steps yeah, it, it's just we get kind of like how Punk did it. When Punk knocked the Rock out, he still was somewhat babyface. But then we got the way he got more he, dirtier and dirtier and dirtier, and then it was full blown heel. I think I'll be with Roman as okay. well. Well, in the four-way match, we got AJ Styles actually won with his Styles Clash. Yes. Which it was rumored that he wasn't allowed to do it and all uh, that don't stuff. Believe, don't believe the melts. 
It was it was kicked out of at WrestleMania. You believe him more than anyone. He went over. <laughs> no, I don't. He went over with the yes, Styles Clash. No, I don't. I have eyes. <laughs> we also got to hear Jericho with, I believe, AJ in the corner calling him, you, st- you stupid man. <laughs> Which, anytime he whines and yells like that is always hilarious for me. The women, the women's championship got presented last night. Well, actually, before that. Summer Rae calls out Sasha Banks, which I was like, why is she calling out Sasha Banks? I didn't end up flat on my face at WrestleMania like (laughs) Sasha Banks did. Sasha comes out. She said, you must have forgot. I'm still Sasha Banks, and I'm still the boss. Slaps her in the face. Summer Rae sold that slap. I mean, put herself through the roof. Just get her away from it. She goes, oh, my God. Like, she was just so appalled that she got slapped in the face. But that was Sasha Banks being the boss. That we saw in and NXT. that part, in that part, night. Now get to the women's title presentation. I was upset that Becky and Sasha just walked away. Just walked away, like, uh, and just walked away. Sasha did that. Sasha did it. She stood up to Sasha to Summer Rae. Why you do that? Stand up to Charlotte. Instead, we get Natty standing up to Charlotte. Well, the reason I, the reason I, the way I looked at it was. Sasha Banks did that series of video diaries the whole week in Dallas, you know, seeing her picture up on the stadium, seeing her picture up around the city, doing her first access, being in her first Hall of Fame, and she was very emotional the whole time and kept talking about this with this is my dream, like dreams do come true. It wasn't quite the boyhood dream story they did with HBK, <laughs> but the whole thing was about this is her dream. I think even like JBL put that over during WrestleMania. So I think in in that sense, I think it was more like, I can't even deal with this anymore. Like, I don't want to hear you talk about it. That should have been me. I have to just leave. And that's why Charlotte specifically, I think, called out, oh, I didn't bank on you leaving. I think it was just that character being like, I can't even stand here and listen to this anymore. Yeah, but yeah, but still, but you still. I understand. Natty's like the the, the grandmom of the division. So. Well, this goes back to also it's it's something different that with Shane in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, she's got a lot of fans. A lot of people think she should be used more, and this was her getting yeah, a chance. I, to I step understand. Up a yeah, I understand bit. that, but I was just like, that, you felt like it was Sasha a stepped to Summer Rae, but it's like, come on, you were in this match last night. All I did was walk out, but you should be the one. You're so the boss. You should be do the one stand up. I I think that's where they were going with it, but Charlotte did a great job putting herself over. Yeah, she couldn't handle the she couldn't handle the chance for a while. Yeah, well, yeah she was getting yeah, she. Well, this is where I had a, a the big problem because she got emotional. Well, my my feeling on wrestling is this is not the we're not watching the NFL where everybody you know watches it, everybody you know plays fantasy football, everybody you know goes watches a Thursday night game or watches the playoffs or watches the Super Bowl. Wrestling to me is we're we're like a, a relatively small group of people. That like this, we all have it. We count on one hand the good friends we have that actually watch wrestling and like wrestling. So I'm an advocate of as wrestling fans, we all enjoy it. I hate the idea of a wrestling fan telling another wrestling fan, "Well, no, this is the way you're supposed to like wrestling." Like I like this guy and this guy. Oh, you're, you're not a good fan because you like that guy. It's like no, we're all people who like this kind of weird thing. Like it the way you want to like it. Except that people like different things. Not everybody likes the same thing. And these idiots, the IW, I don't want to call it the IWC because I, we all have the internet. I kind of want the internet wrestling community to be a positive thing. Yeah, We're a community of people who like the same thing. We like different things about it. But we should all be kind of cool with, yeah, you like that guy. I like this guy. You like that match. I like this match. And some of these idiots who complained for years about women's wrestling, about the Divas. Well, guess what? You got the women's championship now. 
You got the three best female workers in the company fighting at WrestleMania for the new championship. They're presenting it on Raw. And all you're doing is chanting for somebody who's not even on the roster. I, I get it. On an NXT show, you want to chant, hey, we want some Bailey," or you want to chant, Bailey, will you be my girl? Fine. But you're getting something you asked for, and you're taking a dump all over it. To me, that's disrespectful to all those women in the ring. To me, it's, I, I, feel, I felt like, why are you doing that? Because now everybody in charge who says we don't need to cater to these people, you're showing them exactly why they don't. Because when you get something you want, you don't appreciate it. You just want to put yourself over. The show's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about you. Jericho it's about the people that in that ring. Podcast. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. Well, not keep your mouth shut. Make noise. But accept what they're doing. When you're getting something you want, appreciate it. Don't, don't make it look bad. Don't make them look bad. Yeah, I'm pissed because I hate that. That's my least favorite thing about wrestling. And people want to, yeah, don't put yourself over. It's not about you. You bought the ticket, but so did everybody around you. Promo of the year, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't cheer. Did you cheer. Say that from Jericho? Jericho said like the same yeah. thing at that I don't know. I see I hate I was so angry last night watching that. Because and Charlotte actually she's doing like a fake baby face, like, oh we all did this guys, and she's eventually gonna yeah, turn yeah, on she, everybody. She's trying to turn and she they won't they don't let her turn because she's trying to talk and they start talking Bailey. I understand it's the night after WrestleMania, Bailey dropped the title, you wanna see Bailey. But Bailey, I told you last week, Bailey ain't coming up. Right. That, that, that the women's division NXT isn't ready for Bailey to come up because they haven't established anybody yet. But let Charlotte be Charlotte. It did not allow her to be the heel that she that she is. It threw up her cadence and everything. No, it, I mean it, it soiled the the whole thing. For yeah. Me. And I know, like like Bailey tweeted about it later, saying thanks, guys. And Sasha said tweeted something and said Bailey, you could be my girl or whatever it was. But to me, it's like you're just stomping on everybody that's out there. It's one thing to chant, we want Sasha when she's in a tag match and she's in the corner, but somebody who's not even at the show, who's part of the show, is getting chanted for over everybody who, like I said, you wanted it. That's what you wanted. Everybody's been complaining about it, and then you didn't take it when you got it. It's like all you want to do is just find the next thing to do to ruin everything. So... That that's everything I have to say about that. I don't know if anybody else has anything to say about the women's division, about anything. I that that was my whole thing. I was I was really upset. Well, Ron, take a second to catch your breath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the the promo. I mean, it bothered me that Charlotte was so bothered by the crowd. I figured if she learned anything from her dad, not to let that happen to her, but. I, I understand. It is what it is when that situation is happening. It is. so. Well, I don't think she was really bothered. It's just the fact that for her, this was an emotional moment because she's. this is what women have always wanted. The, tar- the term diva is dead. Ter- the term diva for me is like prissy and needy. Like, like why receivers get called divas all the time. Yeah. That's what I think of the term diva. Now they're actually women. Char- Charlotte's wanted this. She can make it. They wanted this. They're, they're finally being recognized as superstars and women and and and, and are moguls for, for 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 everyone in for everyone in the sports entertainment industry. So I think it was more of an emotional mark for Charlotte. That's why her cane kept getting thrown off. She, the crowd the crowd was getting to her because they were saying women's wrestling. It was just a belly chance, but that's what Charlotte wanted. And I think she got a little emotional even as being a heel. Yeah, it, I just I don't I just don't get that whole mentality of. We're going to make the show about us because it's, it's not about us. We're supposed to enjoy it. It's something we like, but let the people in the ring do what they're supposed to do. Don't get in the way of it. There's small, very few times when hijacking, quote-unquote, a show works. 
when Daniel Bryan is egregiously being if you're in the over. ring, if, if the superstar's in the ring, then hijack the show that right. you should chant for. Don't just hijack it because you're bored. That being said, though, I love the introduction of the women's championship. Did you buy it? I didn't buy it. Not yet. I, I probably will. Ultimately, you guys probably both know that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds for, you know, probably six to ten of these women that are now, they don't have to carry around that butterfly title. The tramp stamp? Yeah. They, they can go out there. They can do what they do, be who they are, and not just be a commercial for some... We'll show you watch. So I, won't say, <laughs> I won't say anything bad about it because I know you watch it. Sure. But writing's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they know how to build storylines. Yeah, yeah, they do. I'll give them that. They they build storylines better than they, they do, do overall. The tag team division. The new day get a rematch with Sheamus and Barrett. They, you know, the last bootio they treated like <laughs> Simba. Simba. That was great. Xavier, as we already talked about, said he deserved that stunner. He said, watching the, the video back, I deserve that stunner. I asked for it. They win. Wade Barrett gets kicked out of the League of Nations. Finally. He had some bad news coming. I, I've never been more happy to see Braun Strowman. Well, we, yeah. Yeah, the Wyatts take out Special baby the League of turn. Nations. It was, what, three months ago when they came out and told the League of that, Nations that, that, that should have been the WrestleMania match. Yeah. Wyatt family versus League of Nations. But now i got to sit the League of Nations versus the Wyatt family without Luke Harper. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a shame. For for and they, he got hurt for no reason. Exactly. Unfortunately, we unfortunately had no to sense. see it happen. But also in the tag division, well, we had the letdown of another Usos Dudley match. Oh my God, Bub- Bubba! Tables oh match. Oh my God, Bubba was amazing. But somebody with a little bit of a spoiler alert here. There was one of the debuts from NXT last night. Enzo and Cass came out to challenge the Dudleys. I thought they were incredible. Oh, Enzo, so good. how you doing, Eric? <laughs> Enzo is amazing. Oh my god, they're, they're so good. Enzo's amazing. You should have made a bet with me. You kept telling me they weren't. I told you they weren't. <laughs> you should have bet. You came. I should have bet you. You love when, you love the few times I'm wrong. But I, was, I, tell, I was telling you about this for months. Well, I have a quick question for you, and then another but question the whole time for, he always said it was going to be against the New Day, but whatever. whatever they, well, yeah, they, quick question for you, and then a quick question for Alo. Were you happy to see them debut on the main roster? I was happy. I was even happier that it wasn't to the new day, so Aaron wasn't completely right. So <laughs> I, I was fine. See, with that. You, you got two good things about it. After they beat the Dullies, they'll be the on the new day. The question I had for you is: Are you happy with the fact that they debuted with the Dudleys? Yeah, because as much as I want them to go straight to New Day for, for New Day for the tag team titles, the Dullies are a team that they, a veteran team that could work, they could work with. And they could they could introduce the WWE universe to Enzo to, to Enzo and Cass. We all know Enzo and Cass could work. Enzo's Enzo's more of a bumper than a, than an in ring technician. Big Cass is great in the ring for his right. for a big man. And the Dudleys are still the Dudleys. They don't have any credibility to them right now. But the, the Dudleys are still the Dudleys. They're still the nine time tag team champions. But Bubba last night was amazing. He was great because when they did the splash and miss, then the ref on the bell was like, "You don't ring the bus all the time." Not just that. I mean, Lillian was messing up all night last night. But, but it was the the, the the ref call for the bell, and then Devon Dudley he he oh my god he threw Jey Uso into the table. It's like, <laughs> it's like, the match is not over. My favorite moment probably from this whole back and forth was. I mean, everything Enzo said was gold. But when he said, I got the gift of gab and the gift of jab, I'm going to put that lazy eye to work. <laughs> and one, the line was funny. And two, the way Devon reacted to it. 
made it easy. Elon I mean, was really good with he his was reaction heated. to the whole thing. But about the, the being thing called is, out on the late yeah, The thing is, the Dudleys, they couldn't help but to laugh a couple times. Yeah. Because Angel was so good. Like, Cass got shaken up a little bit because of the chance. Right. But it was still amazing. No, I mean, Cass did what Cass does. Mm-hmm. Cass obviously does not have the same presence that mm-hmm. Enzo does, but who? how many guys really do have yeah, that and, presence? And, yeah, I just love, I always love this, the small guy, big guy dynamic in tag team. I just, I hope Carmella's with him. I need Carmella. She makes, I, she, yeah. she makes it work. Enzo and Cass still Enzo and Cass, but Carmella, she still, she adds a little something to him. Well, yeah, they're her boys. I yeah. mean, she should be there with them. Yeah. I thought it was a good debut. Does that mean Stacy Keebler comes back to help the Dudleys? You know, it wouldn't be the it, worst. It wouldn't be the worst idea. I liked her with the Dudleys. <laughs> yeah, she was great with the Dudleys. Yeah, I I was happy with this. We had two more debuts last. Night. It was only the other. But two, But we had right? the Vaude Villains on SmackDown. They'll be on SmackDown on Thursday against the Lucha Dragons. We had Corbin debut. It wasn't his debut, but it was his debut on Raw. And then we had Apollo Cruz debuting as well. Well, can we start with Corbin? We can, because okay. I know you have something you want to say. Yeah, okay. Job Ziggler <laughs> is officially back. Uh-huh. You know, um, one thing with Baron Corbin, I don't really care for the guy, but there's things he do- that he does do that I like. I'm a, I'm a fan of people talking during their matches. A lot of stuff he says is stupid. He's grown <laughs> in that in that sense. That he, he I know you guys hate me. I know you don't want to see me win. So I'm just going to taunt you and try to get under your skin every way I can. I think that's one of his strong points right now. His size, obviously, is a strong point. And I think he carries himself like he's big. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I like, I understand, like... I, I think he's better suited to the main roster than he was to NXT. Yeah, because the thing, with, thing is, I thought we were, we were going to get him with Kane, and I had no intention of watching, no, I had no desire to watch that. But the thing is... But Baron Corbin, another thing that I like about him is you put him with a guy that can go, you'll get the best out of Baron Corbin. Well, Ziggler bumped and sold yeah, all he, over he, the place. Yeah, he sold for, for Baron Corbin. He made Baron Corbin look amazing. He did. And that's that's, like I said, that's, that's why Baron, they put Ziggler yeah, in Yeah, that's like you have to put Baron Corbin with a dance partner, and when you put him with a good dance partner, he always succeeds. And I feel like they did Ziggler a slight favor by having it be a double countout instead of... Him just losing. Yeah, but granted, he got smashed. Yeah, but this, we all know this is, this is going to be a thing. They'll fight at payback. Baron Corbin will win. But the few things like I said, Baron Corbin needs a dance party. And one the, another thing I like about Baron Corbin is he only has like three or four moves, but they're all high impact moves. Like I love his deep six. Deep and six I, is awesome. Yeah, and I always like the end of days. Mm-hmm. Two of his four moves, especially when Gable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I liked his whole, you know. The, it match ended by a count out, and he tells the referee, "This is on you." Yeah, that made no. Uh, that was one of the things I didn't really care for. See, I, 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 I like him shouting, but he's like, "This is your fault. What are you doing?" I'm like, "What do you mean? He's gonna give him the end of days outside. That's that's your fault." But that's before the end of days. Like when, when he threw him over the barricade of fighting the crazy, like, "What are you doing?" Oh wait, it's your fault. You were looking at it like he was saying, "It's your fault." I I got counted yeah. out. See, I was looking at it like, "What's about to happen is your fault." Yeah, no, yeah, but is, he didn't do at that point. It. He didn't do nothing. He said it for a while, but I was talking about the, the beginning part when he's like, "This, what are you doing? This is your fault." And JBL was like, "I don't think you know. I don't think you can get counted out." <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so that's up for debate whether that was well done. Yeah, but I think, like I said, you got to put him in with a dance partner. I think there's way more dance partner dance partners to put him in in, in on WWE than there's NXT. Well, I was about to move on to something, but before I do. Do you have do you have any thoughts on the day, the raw debut of Baron Corbin? I enjoyed it. You did. You thought that they he, he handled himself well. Yeah, I mean, he I came thought he was going to win. Somebody who belonged we, there. Yeah, I thought he was going to have a clean finish win, but he looked strong. 
I thought he did too. The the debut I had an issue with was Apollo Crews. Yes. I was excited initially, then I was like, hmm. See, I wasn't. For and this is the exact thing we talked about probably yeah. a month ago on the show. Apollo Crews is an unbelievable worker, unbelievable athlete. He's fun to watch, but he never developed a character in NXT. Not at all. He never gave you any reason to dig in and invest in him. He was just a guy that was fun to watch. That's a guy that I think, being that he does not have a character, like Enzo and Cass, you could throw that. They don't even have to be at a wrestling show. You could throw them in, in a bingo hall with a bunch of old people, and they would be like, oh, these guys are funny. Uh-huh. Apollo Crews, especially if he's going to be kind of like a classic, just a wrestler, not with a good character, that's somebody you need to build up on the way in. They always talk about how NXT is a niche audience, and Hunter always says, like, oh, I know that audience. Well, guess what? Like, people watching Raw, for the most part, are not all that audience. Most people aren't going to know who he is. It was it was a fine match. I, I felt bad for Tyler Breeze, you know, getting squashed again. Yeah, after that, after their, yeah, after, but, after their good takeover match. But, and I, I even get why the WWE brass likes Apollo Crews. But the, to me, there was, there's just no reason to put him up there. He didn't even achieve a whole lot in NXT yet. Well, my, my, my problem with, well, my thing with this is I understand why they brought him up. Because you're bringing all these new guys. Because he was kind of lost in the flux after he lost to Finn Balor for, in that match a few, mo- few months ago. So he was kind of in the flux. We haven't really seen him much. He, he did that thing with Elias Sampson. I think they, I think that match went on the pre- Yeah, on the it didn't even get on the card. Well, it's, on, it's on NXT tonight. That's what, that's what it is. Okay. But I understand why because they bring all these new stars. Bobby Roode signed. Bobby Roode's official. I've heard he's officially signed. I'm, I'm sure he is because they showed him a takeover. Yeah. They wouldn't show you if he's not signed. Right. But it's like I don't know who he is. I don't know. Any, I don't know anything about that. When he's fought Finn Balor for the NXT title, they showed his vignettes. But the only time I heard, actually heard him talk when he was when he was feuded with Baron Corbin. Other than that, I never really heard him talk. So I don't know nothing about this guy. But the the one thing they can actually do is to help Brit help make this guy a character. There's this thing called the United States Championship. <laughs> This belt with the flag on it that they got that you would mention a few months ago that the, a lot of these NXT guys they have nothing to do. Have that belt be kind of their belt to to ascend to the top. You got Kalisto still doing it. They, yeah, they don't know. Like your foot in the door. Yeah, like they have no idea what they want to do. With Kalisto, none at all. He's in single matches, he's in tag matches. Then he loses all these matches. Like why can't you tell Breeze be like, hey, you're ugly. <laughs> Take that mask. I want your title. I say like same thing with Neville. Neville's amazing. He's he's been lost. Have these guys go after that U- that U.S. title and, and actually be some, and when and when they're put in positions, you can get to know these guys more, and you, you will see what Apollo Cruz is and what he and what, what kind of person he is. Your thoughts on Apollo Cruz debuting? Do you think he was ready? I don't think there was no reason why they had to bring him up. I mean, I don't really see him going anywhere unless you know he's a babyface. He's not obviously going to be the guy to take the title away from Finn. So unless he's winning the NXT title. He's not, he really would just be swimming in NXT, just doing yeah, action. Yeah, because like they're bringing Aries, Nakamura, by Roots coming in. What's Apollo Cruz? And, and they're trying to build a lie. Samson. What's uh, what's but, Apollo? But aren't these all guys he could work with? To me, the, the main point of being in NXT is you you get in there and nobody knows who you are or what you are. They train you, they let you do promos, and then over the course of a year, two years, three years, they figure out oh this is who you are. They have not done that with Apollo Crews. Yeah, yeah, but... This, like, Enzo was I, not I this right. when he started NXT. Big Cass was not what Big Cass is. Finn Balor was 
kind of a finished product. I think his promos have gotten better in the time he's been there. But Bailey, Sasha Banks, they were not what their characters are when they started. NXT taught them, she, they taught Sasha Banks how to be the boss. Mm-hmm. They taught Bailey how to be what Bailey has become. I think that, and I don't think they've done that with Apollo Cruz. No, they, they haven't. been like, oh, you can, you can do flips. You're you yeah, got but a good see, build. There, there's no doubt that he's one of their top workers already. Just by yeah. by, get, by getting called the W, well, the most WWE. There's no doubt that he's <laughs> one of their top workers from this jump. He's amazing in the ring. He's like a bigger Neville. Yeah, no, he's great in the ring. Yeah. But I, I I see why they did it because he would be in flux with Aries there, Nakamura, and all these other new guys. But I don't agree. I think he could lose loss in a shuffle. But there's this thing called the U.S. title. Have have these NXT guys, these guys that's lost in trans, 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 transition to win that title. I, I think that's a good thing to do with them on the main roster. I just. To me, I just felt like... I just think it makes too much sense. They don't know what they're doing with those belts anyway. <laughs> I just feel like he should have been there a little bit longer to figure out who he is yeah. before they bring him up. Or, even if they don't do that, like you always talk about vignettes, build this guy up before he gets there so at least people are anticipating him showing up. Not just, oh, hey, here's this guy that probably half of you watching don't even know who he is. And then you're going to squash Tyler Breeze, who gets squashed by everybody else anyway. To me, I, I think a lot of people were saying, like, oh, it was a great debut by Apollo Crews. To me, it was just like, I feel like Vince Russo, because that's what he said about Sami Zayn when he made his debut again, you know, for the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, well, nobody's going to care. He's not a star. He, he, he's a good worker, but he does not have anything to, to bring anybody in. Yeah, and the thing was, the thing with Sami Zayn now, I think they're going to they're gonna redo that th- the things that they did in NXT. You saw him getting the powerbomb power through the table. Which is good, and this is another thing you've had issue with. He's talked about, I don't know if you feel the same way, that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have had this history together. That they both end up on WWE television, and they're not telling you what the history is. They're just assuming it's everybody just, knows what the history is. Everyone knows, yeah, I did And not everybody does. Yeah, and, and now we're getting a, this is somewhat a blood feud, blood feud now. What, what I see, they almost get to the point where it's going to be one of those things where you're going to see them go on a couple pay-per-views, and maybe they'll have enough common sense to the promo going into it. They'll talk about it. The one thing I could see them doing, and I think it'll be the first time in a long time, aside from a WrestleMania, where you have a non-championship match people are looking forward to because there's actually going to be a story to it. Right. I, I think so, too. Um that's all I got for Raw. I don't know if there's anything else on Raw that either of you Did wanted get, to mention. I just wanted to say I'm glad Cesaro's back. Oh, yeah. That's it. We did forget that. I'm glad Jason you brought Stake that up. Jason Statham with the suit. <laughs> he looked great. Oh, yeah. Always. I didn't like that he bit off the rock stripping scene, but... <laughs> Bless, Bless you. Thank you. The one thing I did like about it, though, was that it was... He was brought in as a total surprise. Nobody saw it coming. I always put him to shovel. <laughs> I was, too. I was, too. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect Cesaro. I was glad we got him. And it, that truly made it the IWC. Fatal the forward. IWC yeah. Fatal 4 Because you replaced one IWC guy with another. One. But also over the weekend, on Friday night, we had NXT TakeOver Dallas. I'll be back. <laughs> Kicked off the show. I assumed the kickoff match was going to be Apollo and Elias Sampson. Instead, we got American Alpha and The Revival. A match I know you and I both were really looking forward to. 
I know you were probably looking forward to it even more than me, so I want you to go ahead and tell me your thoughts this on match. this tag match. If American Alpha lost, I was going to go to sleep. <laughs> I, I, I would have been done with the whole show. I was like, I told Andrew, if they lose, I'm going to, I'm going to bed. I'll, I'll be done. <laughs> Despite the one botch <laughs> by the revival, this match was amazing. Which botch? Because I don't, I don't remember. Um, when they try to do the double team move off the top rope. Oh, okay. And it crashed on Young Botch and then, uh, uh, what's his name? Said Graves said, I don't think they got all of it. Yeah, yeah. But this match was. Amazing. Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, they five tag team champions. They have they have a t-shirt now, by the way. <laughs> Do they really? Yes. I could I couldn't be more happy. No towel yet? No towel. <laughs> I couldn't be more happy that that they're, that they're the NXT tag team champions at all. It was a great match. I have no complaints about the match other than other than the botch. Well that I mean that's gonna happen from time to time. Nobody no nobody's gonna be perfect throughout their entire career. What I like, they had incredible tracksuits coming oh, yes. down. They there was a lot of mat wrestling, a lot of technical wrestling, a lot of creative ways to tag guys in, a lot of blind tags. Mm-hmm. The spot where Jordan got tagged in and then ran around the ring and came back in the uh-huh. other side and hit the tackle into the, the corner. That was a really creative tag match. The double German suplexes that they both yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, and um, they tried to double suplex Gable, and then Gable flipped out of it, and they, well, Jordan caught Gable yeah, out of it. Yeah, that was another one. Double drop kick. When he, I've never seen that no. spot. He caught him and then pulled him around, and they did the yeah. double drop kick. It was a great spot. The the sequence to the hot tag to Jordan was great. Yeah. With It was like he got there a little closer, a little closer, and then finally made his way Well, there. I like how the Revival... Didn't allow that tag. Like Dash Wilder went around. Yeah, I think he went under the ring. He went under the yeah, ring. He went and under came the back ring. Up and, yeah, and, and pulled it. Jason Jordan off the top of the ring. A lot of creative stuff in that match. But to me, the, the best, the best part of this match was when they made the pin off the Grand Amplitude finisher. The fact that they were both legitimately crying. They built up. We talked about this last week. The vignette that built up the idea that they both lost. In their real wrestling careers, like you know, they're amateur. Whether it was Jason Jordan when he was in at Indiana, he lost the national championship. Whether it was Chad Gable losing at the Olympics, Jason Jordan's been there a long time. Yeah. Seeing his face, I, I actually got choked up seeing mm-hmm. his face when he held that belt, mm-hmm. and seeing Gable holding that belt. To, I mean, that's what the whole thing is about. Sasha Banks tweeted one time. I think it was either right before or right after Takeover Brooklyn. It was the tweet was very simple. It just said, "I tell stories." That was an unbelievable story. Yeah. That these two guys who have Graves mentioned it and on the big stage, they both have come up short. In the vignettes, they talked about, "Yeah, we've come up short, but this time I have a partner with me. This time I have a teammate," and they overcame that together. And like I said, just to see them that excited, that overcome with emotion, that they they won these tag team championships. To me, that was. They could not have started that show any better. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing about wrestling. You, those are the moments you live for when you watch wrestling. Right. You don't get them as often as maybe you like, but when you do get them, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that you can be so invested. This goes back to my thing about Apollo Crews. I'm not invested. Mm-hmm. I'm so invested in those two, and it was such an unbelievable way to kick off the show, which leads to the second match. And I kind of feel bad for Austin Aries and Baron Corbin that they had to follow that. Because I think that crowd, similar to what we've talked about with Sasha and Bailey at NXT TakeOver, just sapping the crowd for the ladder match between Finn and Kevin Owens, I think that crowd was spent by the time the Corbin-Aries match went on. 
I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I, I don't feel like the crowd was at the same level. I didn't really care for this match. No? No, because I thought this match... you got to understand, he hates him. But but the, <laughs> but he loves Austin Aries. He loves A-Double. Yeah, but the thing is... I, the greatest man who ever lived. Like, I thought Austin Aries, he got his offense in, but I thought, I thought we would see more Austin Aries like really taking it to Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin controlled most of this match. You know, and then Austin Aries, uh, well, Corbin hitting the deep six on the outside of the ring was was amazing. Great spot. It was a great spot. But like I said, Corbin controlled most of this match, and I thought I expected Aries to come out and possibly t- and take it to Corbin, but he did it. But he, he won with a roll up. <laughs> Your favorite thing, kind of turned <laughs> into a roll up. Well, you you got. I think both of you may have texted me about that the roll up, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was one of the rare cases where, well, now in hindsight, it doesn't make sense. What the way the reason I thought it made sense was Aries got the win in his debut, but not in a convincing fashion. Yeah, that's my, that was my problem. Which set up their next match, but now Corbin's on the main roster, so that kind of is out the window. So in a way, maybe it's like, okay, we're going to have you build up this guy while you kind of take the fall, and then you're gone. But I, th- I thought it was a decent match, but I, I even felt less invested because of I was so spent after the tag match that opened the show. I don't know if you were in the room when I said it. I think these two guys, Corbin and Aries, it almost did them a disservice to go on after that tag match because it was. I heard that as the I crowd was, was so it. hot, and then it was almost like we need a minute to. See, it bothered me as the match was so short. It was like less than it was like five minute match, six minute match. I think was it that short? It, I don't know. I don't know the exact time on it. I I know it was short. It wasn't long. I know that. No, I know. I took a bathroom break and I missed the match. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't. I had to well, that, well, that, well, that's a shame that it was over that quick. Um, the one thing I did like about Aries, I really love that he does the suicide dive between the first and second rope. I don't, I don't see anybody do that. Not many people do it. Like, do that. But I think it's effective because it's like you're going directly into the guy. You're mm-hmm. not going up and into him. You're just going straight into him and knocking him into the barricade. And I think it's a great spin on the suicide dive. So you weren't impressed with it. You thought it was too short. I, did you know much about Austin Aries before this or no? Nope. Were you Heard impressed him. with him or no? I didn't get to watch it well enough. I, I re- So he didn't make a big it. impression. Yeah, I just thought no, this was a good match. A big impression made. Yeah, I don't think it was a, a, a great match to introduce Austin Aries. Like, he had a match on NXT before, but I don't think it was a match that really introduced him to the universe. I also like that they he came across as having some crafty offense with having... Corbin in between the two ropes and he had him trapped. He kind of was on top of him, keeping him trapped between the ropes. But I don't know if I would have appreciated it as much if Joe hadn't made me watch the Aries Rude match the week mm. before, where I had like a little bit of an introduction to him, so I knew what I was expecting. So you really didn't know about him either? I didn't. I never watched TNA unless it was Jay Lethal. And so yeah, I knew nothing about Austin Aries. I think, I mean, he's a good worker. I don't know. If he's ever going to be a big star in WWE, I don't know if he has what it takes to be that, but he at least can have a good match with probably just about anybody. What I know all three of us said before, Eric asked us a listener question before the show started. What was the best match of the weekend? Match of the year. Match of the year so far, I agree. I don't know if you do or not. I think it'll rival some of uh, Jericho and AJ's what? initial matches. <laughs> you had too much to drink. That match, that match was I amazing. did drink a lot yeah, this no. weekend. <laughs> I meant today in, the, in this long four-hour show. We all agreed. Match of the weekend. Sami Zayn against the debuting Shinsuke Nakamura. 
the King of Strong style. They got, let's see, I don't know if I wrote down how much time they like got, but they got minutes. over 20 minutes. It went on forever. It was kind of a good build where they were kind of feeling each other out. I liked that they had your boy Mauro Ranallo on the Shinsuke Nakamura vignette before it started. I don't know if you love Mauro as much as he does. Not as much. I mean, he, he takes it to another level. <laughs> he ramps it up I, for Mauro. I enjoy his work. He, he sent me a, a, a gift of Mauro before the match. <laughs> I thought the crowd was so engaged in this match. And like the, the rant I just had about the crowd on the night after Mania Raw... This crowd, I think, enhanced this match so much. Yeah. I, I felt the one thing where I immediately became invested in it. I remember last year watching some of AJ and Nakamura's matches. And, like, I'm watching them, like, you know, post when they're happening, not live. And I was just trying to, I was reading up on AJ and I just wanted to see some more of his matches. I was looking up his best matches and I saw a bunch of him and Nakamura's matches. And I was like, I wasn't paying attention to the other guy. I was like, oh, okay, this is some guy from New Japan that's good. And AJ's really good, but this is why I'm watching it. I became invested in the match before the entrance was over. His entrance? Unbelievable. Sucks you in. Mm -hmm. The minute his music caught, and the mat, and he was finishing stretching. I was like, "Wait a minute! I wanted Sami Zayn to win this match before starting. <laughs> Who am I rooting for now?" And it wasn't until like you know towards the end when the match was over, I was like, oh, "Wait a minute! I didn't want him to win. I wanted Sami yeah. to win." But it, it was such a good match. It was a great match. That and the that and the AJ. Uh, AJ Styles' Mania match are the only matches I've watched more than once this weekend. And I've watched Sami Zayn and Nakamura's match three times this weekend. Really? It was that good. Yeah. How many times have you watched it? Which one? Uh, Sam- Sammy oh. and Nakamura. I've seen it twice. Even Angel was impressed with the, with the match. Really? Yeah, because she came in and watched it. Like, oh, my God. That's, Nobody, that's no no human being can watch that match and not be yeah, impressed. Yeah, it was. That's it was. one of those few. I mean... And not to diss WWE or anything, but it, really, if you go and say the last five years, how many matches can you pull off and say that any person in the world should watch that match and be impressed? Yeah, you. if you are not impressed by that match, it's like, okay, you're just never going to be interested yeah, yeah, in wrestling. Yeah, you, you, yeah, there's nothing you can do. His entrance was incredible. The music was great. I mean, just his whole... Aura walking down to the ring. I liked Sammy kind of just sitting in the corner waiting for him. And a couple times they cut to Sammy. Yeah, he was impressed. <laughs> well, there, there was one time when he was actually smiling. Mm-hmm. When I'm thinking like he's probably thinking like I can't believe this guy is. I like right that. Now. I like that he was staring at him smiling. Like yeah, yeah like, like, like I can't he's believe. He's looking forward to it. Yeah, and knock him when he did the arc, the arch back that mm-hmm. he does. The, the pop on that crowd when he just did that. It's not like he did anything in the match. It was just him doing the arch back that he does when he gets into the ring. The crowd went crazy. I thought the match, there it was. There were some points when it was fast-paced. There were some points when he got some technical wrestling. It was physical. That spot with them hitting the forearm after forearm mm-hmm. and the crowd was chanting, fight forever. Fight, yeah, it was fight great. Forever, that was good. The only issue I have slightly with this match was the use of the Michinoku driver. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan just retired because of neck issues and concussion issues. I think any move that deals with your, puts your head or your neck directly in danger, you should not be doing anymore. And I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, he might have really got hurt. 
I don't know if you feel the same way. I just think there's no reason for for moves like that to have any place in wrestling anymore. Do you agree or do you disagree? Uh, well, it's still wrestling, <laughs> you know. It's still wrestling, but I mean, if you're if you're putting so much of an emphasis on like Regal just said a week ago, I don't want to see any wrestlers taking unnecessary head bumps mm-hmm. because he showed that X-ray of his neck with the fusion that's done. He said it has impacted my life negatively. You guys shouldn't be doing it. You guys should be learning from what we did. And to me, doing moves like that, you're kind of, you're almost inviting that to, to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm o- overstating it, but that was the only issue I had was I felt like the head and neck were a little bit too in danger on that move. I, I think it makes sense. I, I understand why you're saying it. I just, you know, it didn't bother me while watching to answer your question. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, ah, why are you even bothering to do that? Well, um, I thought this match was, like I said, match of the year, hands down. I don't think it's better than him versus AJ from January, Wrestle Kingdom 10. But you got, like you said, you got every aspect of this match. In NXT, everybody there for WrestleMania weekend, they learned who the King of Strong Style actually was. Right. This match was he. This match was stiff. See, no disrespect to New Japan, but at the time when I was watching that Wrestle Kingdom match, I wasn't invested in both guys. I just wanted to watch AJ. My thing with this, the great thing about NXT is you almost, you get that stamp of approval by them being there. Like this guy came from somewhere, and they're great. And because they're here, you ha- you just have to know it. You have to know it. I don't have to tell you they're great. They're here. You should know it. And I'm immediately watching this match like, okay, I've seen Sammy. He's good. And this guy's coming out. Yeah, what, and, what you know, there's all this buzz. I personally, again, maybe I need to rewatch that match, but I thought it was better. Yeah, but the thing is, now... After facing Sami Zayn, you know who Shinsuke. You know what he can do. So when like I have this problem, I'm sure Ryan has a problem. When when you when you introduce a different different companies shows, it's hard for you to kind of get invested in it. Like me for Ring of Honor, I think Ring of Honor is way too fast, and I'll look at it a different way than I look at it from WWE or NXT. So if you go rewatch the Shinsuke Shinsuke match from New Japan, they like said the lighting's different, the presentation's different. Now that you know who he is and what he can do, you might see it in a different light. Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of those things that you got to rewatch. Yeah, well, I mean, to your point, to both of your points, like you said you weren't invested in Nakamura. By the time he finished his stretch. You were like, okay, I want to see this guy win. Yeah, and I love when Sammy went for the turnbuckle DDT and Nakamura, he just kicked yeah, him. Oh, it was great. And I think he's the first guy to ever not yes. take that move. And, and I'll tell you, that's the craziest move in the world to me. I'm just looking at it like how sloppy I am. I'm like, yeah, I have no idea how he does that. I'm yeah. get how can you do that halfway? every single yeah. time without per- messing it up perfectly. ever? Yeah. Not he, touching I've a, never turn, seen not, him mess not touching it up. a turnbuckle, nothing. Yeah, he's never botched it. He's never missed it. He got stopped on this one occasion. But you're, you're right. We got to see everything that Nakamura can do. Everything that makes him who he is. And it was the perfect way to debut one star, and it was the perfect farewell for Sami Zayn. He got to put on probably the match of his life in NXT before he was up on the main roster for good. He got to work with a guy who's legendary over in Japan, a match that he's probably going to remember for the rest of his life. I mean, he got to tear the roof off that building, and then he had to wrestle at WrestleMania two days later. But I don't think they could have had a better debut for Nakamura or a better farewell for Sami Zayn. You could see the emotion on him, too, that he was... Yeah, yeah. the only better farewell would have been a him winning at Mania. No, that's true. I'll tell you, I mean, by the end of the commentary, I really bought into thinking that he was winning. 
Who, Sammy? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when you were just listening to him talk about, you know, he has new, he clearly has new goals. When he came back from his injury, his goal was to be the first two-time NXT champion, but clearly the Intercontinental Championship is his goal now. Right. Well, now maybe even possibly the World Heavyweight Championship, depending on whether this injury angle, I don't know. People said that he walked off holding his shoulder. He's going to win a tag title or the Intercontinental <laughs> title way before he touches the main title. Wait, there's some people think he may have actually gotten there's hurt. There's nothing wrong with Sami Zayn. That whole Cesaro that was just thing. Work. That was a work. That whole right. Cesaro thing was a fat, was, was was in the works all night. Well, that's good to know. Moves us on to the women's championship match. Asuka and Bailey, a match we were all looking forward to. They got 15 minutes to tell this story. They made this feel like a big match. I didn't feel there was like a big build to it. It was just kind of like, okay, she's the number one contender now, and you're going to have a match with her. But it felt like a big match. I don't know if I just favor matches when I'm watching NXT, but it, am I the only one that felt like that was just, like, again, it's anything you're, you're watching now when you got Sasha and Becky and Charlotte, but still, I'm watching that match, and I'm just like, I've never seen such a good match between two women. No, it was great. I mean, they're, they have they both have, like, a different style. Which is, always the best, which is always the best wrestling match when it's, you know, two different styles. Yeah, Asuka is kind of just the, everybody's scared of her, she's dangerous, and Bailey is... And Bailey was taking it to her. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, this, ma- this match wasn't all that I expected it to be. It was a great match, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't what I expected it In as far as the Because actual... you expected a different result? No, no, well, not, as far as the not, actual not physical that. wrestling, or as far as the... Like the overarching story of it. The story of it, because like you said, you said dude, last week, does this? Do you feel that this had enough build? I don't think. Now watching the match, I don't think so. Now that rematch will be a whole different story. That will be unbelievable. It will be. It was counter after counter. Bailey was very aggressive. She kept trying to take Oscar's legs out from from from, from giving her kicks. Oscar was working very stiff in the match. Both women were telegraphing each other's moves. The only problem I have is the ending because I understand the whole. Um, making people not letting people tab and making her look strong thing, but NXT does it kind of a lot. They did it with um, Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe a few weeks prior, and that they it's kind of recycled every now and then. Well, she's kind of become the female version of the shovel, (laughs) where she's the favorite choice of the kids, and they do everything they can to make her always look like she'll never give up. Nobody will ever truly. Better her. Well, B- Bailey is a legit baby face. Right. Everybody loves Bailey. Like everybody doesn't love the shovel. Like the IWC hates the shovel. Yeah. But no matter what, everybody loves Bailey. Nobody has right. something, anything bad to say. Well, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't have the baggage that. He yeah. Has. Yeah. Everybody loves Bailey. But the thing is, in this match, you didn't like. I don't think the crowd really wanted to cheer for Oscar. They were just like, "Oh my God, Bailey lost." There was more. It was more sympathy for Bailey than happiness than, than Oscar won. Oscar winning. Right. That's kind of what happened with Hogan and the Warrior when they had their match at WrestleMania. The whole point was to pass the torch on to the Warrior, and ultimately what happened was everybody felt bad for Hogan. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened here. I thought there were some really good spots in this match, though, with Bailey trying to get to each four sides of the ropes, mm-hmm. and Oscar never let I her get that. to any I of the four that. ropes. I thought the transition into the finish was great. I don't always love the whole, okay, you got put to sleep, you didn't tap thing, but... I don't. The, I, I was surprised my, by my, the title change. My part where I did not have an issue with that is, 
how often do you see that in the women's division? I don't know that you've ever seen it, to be honest. And that's a good, really recall. good point. Good point. I don't recall. That's why I'm here. <laughs> to me, it's all he does, just make phenomenal points. Like AJ Styles puts on phenomenal matches. I did think it, it, it should be a bigger moment when there's a title change. Whether it's a heel getting booed or a baby face getting cheered. I just felt like... You're right. It was just kind of like, oh, Bailey lost. Yeah, and it's like everybody felt bad. Like, like everybody loves Asuka. Don't get me wrong, but they love Bailey even more. Right. Also, though, this sets up whatever they do next together is now going to be even more important. People are going to care even more. People are going to want to see it even more. Yeah, because ba- Bailey got choked out by Asuka, and Asuka took it to her. Well, it was it was kind of similar to what Samoa Joe had been doing to Finn Balor. Yeah. Every time they met up with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's a good segue into the next match. What did you What did you think of this match? Because there there were a lot of differing opinions. A lot of people were upset when Joe got busted. His eye got busted open early in the match. A lot of people were really upset with this, the constant stoppages. With the, the doctor wiping his eye down, the ref wiping his eye down. I thought it added to uh, the, added the realism of the match. Uh, yeah, seeing Joe, who's a monster. With just blood all over his face, on his chest. I thought it you was know, unreal. It's funny. Um, while we're watching Mania, Aaron makes the comment that Kevin may have been legitimately hurt and that they made the decision right there, okay, let's just throw Ryder up. I think someone should have came out and said, you know what? Joe is so busted up. He, he has, win. To win. <laughs> has to win. Has to win. Has to win. Has to win. Could you imagine that visual, though, with him holding up that title with the blood all over him? I'll tell you what. He lost credibility to me. That he lost? Like, yeah. But you can't knock that. Like, it's like he lost on a technical on a technical roll-up. He still had a cocaine and clutch. And, but I didn't have a problem with this match. The, only, the blood, it added to it. And Joe didn't even want it, wanted to be helped. I loved how Joe just was like... Just, he would throw the towel. He would throw the towel. Yeah. He would throw Fenn Balor over, over the guardrail. Yeah. He's like that. But, but we do it four or five times. It's like, come on! Like I don't, I don't blame the fans for booing. But I had no problem with this match. This was a great match. I thought it was a great match. I just, I kind of expected a different result. I wanted a different result. And then just the whole blood factor so early in it, it was, but, it, was but it was pretty a, it was, gruesome. It was like I, a I thought it was just. I thought we would, you know, the fact that I saw that blood, I was like, all right, this is Joe's match. Joe's leaving with the title. But I thought there was no doubt. Finn was going to win just because he's so close to the to the record for longest NXT title reign. And he's the biggest star they've ever had. He's the guy they seem to love having as champion the most. So I thought he'd obviously win just to get to that point. But to your point, there were times when I definitely thought, I think Joe is going to go over. I think this whole Balor Club thing is going to happen on Raw after Mania, and Joe's going to be the NXT champion. So even to me, even though Joe didn't win... I liked the fact that I at least... Because too many times I feel like a result is inevitable, which is boring when you know who's going to win. Sometimes yeah. like, okay, whatever. When you don't know who's going to win, sometimes those false finishes that are overdone sometimes, you start to believe them a lot. Oh, yeah. And then it becomes more exciting. I thought it was going to end several different times, but it didn't. So did I. Uh, but Finn, you know, he overcame the Giant one more time. I don't know if both of them are going to stay. I thought one of them was going to debut no. on Monday. Mm-hmm. Do you think they have another match? Do you think this feud continues, or do you think that kind of puts an end to it? I think um, I think it kind of puts an end to it, because he's beat him twice now. 
And it's not it's not like Joe. Yeah, but if we didn't see Joe, if we didn't see Joe this week on Raw, what's the? I mean, how close is Finn to the record? He's not close enough that. I believe uh, he's probably within he's a probably couple with, weeks. Yeah, but I think because there's a rumor going around that the next takeover is going to be in Tokyo or Japan. They'll definitely have Finn still there for that then. If Finn versus Nakamura. Would be unbelievable. I think Nakamura, yeah, I think Nakamura will be the next NXT champion. Mm-hmm. And then with Samoa Joe is Hideo Itami's coming back soon, and supposedly the the rumor storyline he's been out for yeah, so long. This, the rumor storyline is when Itami got hurt. They're, they're saying that Samoa Joe did it. Mm. So that could possibly be a, fu- a few for, with forcing Samoa Joe, or you could throw him in the Austin Aries. Thought Owens did it. No, they never said Owens did it. Uh, That's true. He never admitted. Yeah, he never it, admitted they, it. Never, they never quote unquote proved it. Yeah, he just walked by and said, "That's a shame." <laughs> another, another. The last point I kind of have on this match was, like I mentioned, the realism. And sometimes, obviously, wrestling is not a real fight. But every once in a while, it's kind of cool to look at it and feel like it's a real fight. Him having the blood all over his face, and there were times when he was just slapping Finn around. It reminded me of like a Nate Diaz fight in UFC. Like, Conor McGregor had Nate Diaz all busted up at UFC 196. And somehow Diaz comes back and just bashes him and chokes him out. There's something about that, like that parallel, that made me buy into it even more. And so I didn't look at it like Joe's character, because it's not like Joe was down after the match. He was up. He was... He was upset that he lost. Yeah, he, I was shocked we didn't see him go back down because that's when I thought we would got bulletproof. No, oh, them, them making the save yeah, for yeah. Finn. Yeah, that's what that's what I that's what I thought was going to happen because they were backstage all weekend. From but basically, so you didn't necessarily you thought it was a good match, but you thought it I thought it was a great match. Better. It's just it it was another one of those things. It was like you know WrestleMania. It was like the pre-show for me. It wasn't the result I wanted. It wasn't the result that I expected. And at the end of the day, it's not the result that makes sense to me. The only thing that makes sense of keeping the title on Finn is for him to beat the record. Which he should do very soon. So, I don't know. I still think Joe should have won. So I do think it lost no. credibility, in my opinion. But really? I don't yeah. think Joe lost any credibility because, like I said, he still he lost. We don't agree on anything. <laughs> this is very true. That's our gimmick. A lot of, lot of that's butting gimmick. Let's say they kept the, they made him look strong because he had the cocaine clutch in. Balor flipped over on the top rope and, and just rolled him up. You guys are like Team Hell No, trying to decide which one is the tag team champions. I'm the tag team champion. <laughs> no, I'm the tag team champion. I'm the tag team champion. No, I'm the tag team champion. I'm the tag team champion. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not picking sides in this. I want, you guys, I want you guys. to keep. What was that doctor's name? Shelby. <laughs> so you're Doctor Shelby. Well, last note on NXT Takeover Dallas, real quick. Star rating for NXT Takeover Dallas. Did it outdo WrestleMania as you predicted? Well, okay, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so how many stars out of five do you give it? I give it four and a half because I didn't four care for the, or, the Aries the Aries Corbin match. So it fell just short of a perfect five star yes, rating. Did. How about you? I give it four and a half. I hate agreeing with him or anything. I don't. I don't want to overshoot it and give see, it a see, five. See. Now we're both attacking. <laughs> you guys got to buy the, the copper penny belts. Now. No. <laughs> All right. Oh hell no. All right. I, I won't. That, that's our team. Oh hell no. I'll, I'll give it a four and a half as well. I gave WrestleMania the lowest score out of the group of us. I still think, on a whole, I actually probably enjoyed WrestleMania more. Because you were watching it with me. It probably is why. I, maybe that's it. Maybe everybody should be watching these pay-per-views with you, and we'll all get some high star ratings. But that's a fact. 
dude. But as far as just the matches, stories, I got to give NXT a four and a half out of five. What do you think about, about Finn's entrance? I liked it. I did too. I thought he's in Texas. He's doing the Texas Chainsaw entrance. He did the Jack the Ripper entrance mm-hmm. in London. I thought it made perfect sense. There was a spot in the match. I'm not sure which part it was, but I think that him and Joe, I think Joe had him down, and Finn just rose up like a demon. It and was when, after he got thrown over the barrier. I think it was twice, though. Because he, you saw his head come up from behind. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. And his and eyes The look on his face was, it was great. perfect. It was, it was perfect. It was a good spot. Yeah, do we have a listener question tonight? Yeah, we we only have one. Well, we answered most of them throughout the show, but we have one tonight, so so you can guys can stop listening to our master doctor voice. <laughs> we got a question from the babyface Ronald Lloyd. Okay, he want to know what feud are we looking forward to post Mania? Post Mania, what feud are you looking forward to most? I'm looking forward to a one on one Charlotte and Sasha feud. That's short and sweet. I think when they have their one-on-one feud, Sasha's eventually going to go over and win the Women's Championship. Might be soon. It might take till SummerSlam, but I'm looking forward to that. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Coming out of Mania and what we've seen on Raw of feuds I know that are coming, there's nothing I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, really, there's nothing. I'm nothing at all? They, they didn't show me nothing so on So none Raw. of the above. But you got to give the baby face to fly. I just want to see Cesaro come and do something good. <coughs> I'll take that. Him. I'll take that. Well, um, anything with the women. Because you rebrand the you, you rebrand the Divas Division, the Women's Division. You give it a new belt. You you, you give these women a new title. You call, you're calling them. They're, they're now considered as superstars. So... I know any. So I know Natty's supposed to be the first one to get a shot of Charlotte with SmackDown spoilers out. Mm-hmm. So Natty's probably. I think she's gonna be the first one up line. I'm sure Sasha will have opportunity to run. So anything with the women, and another few Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, because they have to. We don't know who Sami Zayn is yet, still. But I think they'll reiterate things that happened in NXT, like reenact it on Raw and SmackDown. They already put had Owens put him through a table and take him out the Fatal Four Way match for a chance to win the world hi- chance at the world title. So I think they'll build off that. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of short. I'm kind of. I want to see what kind of gimmicks because this is a blood feud. You got after the first match, okay, it can be right one on one, but you got to add gimmicks to this match, to this feud. We actually had a question from Justice too. Justice. Cross. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I can't. I kinda, I That's fine. I, ju- I just remembered. Thank you. All right, Justice <laughs> Cross. He asks me. Well, he says, "Hey guys, Justice back again." Well, I think WrestleMania was freaking awesome. I think the best match was Shane O'Mac versus Undertaker. When Shane jumped up the cell, it gave me goosebumps. Now that Shane, now that Shane lost, what do you think is the next in his WWE journey? So, Justice, thank you as always for the question. Appreciate the question. First thing, I had goosebumps too. I got chills. I got worried. I got scared when Shane climbed to the top of that cell. What is next for Shane? Well, so on Raw, he got to quote unquote take control of Raw for the evening. I'm not really going to make a prediction because I have no idea how long he's supposed to be there, but I'm going to I'm hoping that he is at least playing a part in what's happening on Raw for at least a little while. Vince said it was temporary, but he didn't necessarily say it was only the one night. What do you think's next for Shane? I think he takes over. Do you? Yeah, um I think cuz when Vince left, he said it's going to be a train wreck. And I think Vince's the stuff Shane was shooting on before about ratings and stuff like that, I think Vince is going to be like, the ratings were up and stuff like that. Everything that It'll Shane was saying... It'll eventually go to Triple H versus yeah, Shane. Yeah, I think everything that was that was that Shane was saying 
he proved at the events that if he ran a show, it would happen. So, so I think possibly in a dream scenario would be Vince gives Shane control of Raw no matter what, and then him and Steph, and when Triple H and Stephanie return, they could possibly feud over the over Raw, which would be good too. So that's our listener questions for tonight. That's our reviews for WrestleMania, for NXT Takeover Dallas, for the Night After Mania Monday Night Raw. For anybody who listened, thank you. For anybody who asked a question, Justice. Ronald Lloyd, the Taskmaster Ronald Lloyd, Ronald the Dumpster Lloyd, we appreciate your questions. You can watch us on YouTube, you can listen to us on iTunes or Podbean. Hopefully soon we'll be putting our videos straight on the Facebook page. Thank you again and we will see you next week.